Quincy Jones go and this is the Quincy Jones show moving mm-hmm. company apparently but to, to my right I have my co-worker and uh oh yeah soup on the job yeah hip-hop hybrid extraordinaire of course in the world of pro wrestling and hip-hop it's yours truly Doc Lesnar and uh back to your point Quincy Jones got a lot to unpack and that's 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 not an exaggeration I know they say you know you turn it up to 12 this is pro wrestling but no 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 it's a shoot brother it's a shoot and you know uh we do what we do we're going to go through this uh, real quick fire round of uh, news. And headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, But, you know, hence, they are mostly AEW related. Before we got to get to the big reveal, the review of Full Gear. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you know, great things going down in the world of pro yeah. wrestling. But let me not waste any time and let me get to it, man. Uh, interesting uh, uh, comments made recently by uh, Tony Khan, who obviously... Fan of the media scrums as we scrum, uh, scrum, scrum, dumb scrum. Oh, shout out to McFly, we miss you, buddy. <laughs> uh, but he recently was talking about you know there there was the the whole uh, promo that that Cody you know cut on Darby uh, mm-hmm. the go home dynamite uh, you know saying oh, yeah. that he wasn't the real he's not an ace and you know but talking more, uh, talking about the company not wanting to get behind him right away yeah. needing to wrestle him to yeah. convince mine call it turn baptism yeah. by fire however yep. you, but you know that's what essentially legit convinced Tony Khan and he commented on it he was talking about how you know obviously Cody was doing a great job uh scouting people and bringing them to his attention Cody wanted to work with Darby from the beginning I was very very up for it excited to sign Darby to a multi-year deal and then when I saw what he could do, when I saw the value he brought to this product, I extended it. So Darby's signed here for many, many years to come. Which, That's a very good investment. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we, we talked about the, the Ben Carter situation. I mean, I don't know how much of a complete loss, but it has been interesting to see how he would have been able to get molded in, in that type of different uh, and Darby, surrounding. But, you know. Darby's pretty young. I know he's said he doesn't want to wrestle for too long, but I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially uh, once the dollar signs come in. I mean, I know he's not a guy who I mean, wants for huge, fruitful things. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. It seems like he doesn't go wanting for nothing, but, you yeah. know, he's, he's very up to work for his opportunities. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, as we'll get into, obviously, with the full gear fallout. Uh, another uh, note here, and uh, I only bring this up for another important note that uh, is kind of attached to it. Uh, you know, again, we've seen the toxicity from the wrestling fans, this mm-hmm. whole battle lines being drawn. We joke yeah, about you, it. You, you got to choose WWE or you know, AEW. It's the Wednesday yeah. Night Wars, we know the narrative, right? Yeah. But then some people are taking it a little bit too literal. So it is surprising when I come across a headline like this where it's basically saying that there's some guys from WWE that were backstage at an AEW event. But this one makes sense. For those that know, they know. For those that don't, it, whatever. But, uh, you know, AEW, uh, Women's Division, Superstar. How, I don't know. Do they call them superstars? What do they call them over there? I, I, it's, I, I'm so conditioned. I guess wrestler, bro. but, yeah, no, um, Big Swole. Performer, you know. Yeah. Right? So, Big Swole, yeah. Big, big personality, Swole mentality. I like that. Yep. I like that. Uh, t-shirt and making right there. No, Big, she says she says. Oh, it, she says yeah, it. Okay. I, that off, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, damn, we got some yeah, great writers on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Swole is married to a uh, current WWE star and a uh, member of her business, Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Again, those who know, they know it's just nothing you know new. No. Um, which I thought it was just interesting because of the fact again you don't see a whole lot of overlap. 
their situation's different. You know, someone like Miro and Lana is probably the same. I mean, yeah. just, you know, Ty Dillon or Sean Spears and, and I, Peyton even, Royce, you know what I mean? When he was there, I, I'd say Cardona and Chelsea probably yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although I don't know what Chelsea's doing right now. Yeah, you, yeah so a lot of people thought she was in retribution. She, I mean, she was one of the first founding she, members. She definitely <laughs> was standing on that on on that uh, that Universal Studios uh, yeah. lot oh, earthquake yeah. uh, shot with the car mm-hmm. flip. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she <laughs> um, was. But the thing that, that that's attached to this again is, you know, it, it, unbeknownst to us, there's been already a history of WWE guys coming in for these AEW shows and being backstage to watch and support mm. and stuff like that. And again, you know, I said to you off Mike, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, Cedric's probably cut his teeth with a lot of these guys yeah, in the yeah, industry definitely. before he got to WWE. So that also makes sense too, aside from him having a relation with his wife. Um, but they had said that a lot of the WWE stars who came to visit as recently as double or nothing back in May reportedly claimed that that was their very first COVID test ever. And, and it came from AEW and you know how AEW has been real, you know, hammering down on how they, are handling things when it comes to talent mm. showing up to the arena. That's a bad look. You know, and, and they're saying just up to that point, they had not even been tested by WWE. And I'm like, in May? So I'm like, that, that's like three months already. Like, that's yeah. a month after they had their first outbreak at WrestleMania. So depending on when that comment that Taz said on Oh, with air, the sloppy shot. Yeah, that yeah. might have been as shoot as possible. Like, I mean, yeah, we kind of <laughs> yeah. knew what was, was rummaging through, like, the dirt sheets and, and wrestling news headlines. But, like, you know, firsthand you hear someone from the other side say that while backstage at your company's event that's pretty mm, it's pretty damning but uh yeah no that, that's uh that's that's a very interesting note man kind of scary because like wwe's uh they're yeah. the powerhouse here and you yeah. think they're the ones that would lead by well, example but yeah and, and we've said that before i mean that's why i don't give i don't <laughs> i don't i don't give baka no room to talk i'm like they're they're the, the the juggernauts for so long yet they they can't get it right and this time i don't know and, and that's just you know i got it i got to be objective but anyways uh moving on here with the news we did get a a, a Recent quote from Cody. Uh, you know, we've heard this a couple of times that mm-hmm. you know he's thirty-five. He only plans to wrestle for another five years, um, which you know, it's smart. Save your body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like saying, you know, that's like Randy Orton like retiring right now. You know? Yeah. Um, but he also says he wants to. Uh, he has a political aspirations and and would love to run for Senate in the great state of Georgia. I I can see it. I mean, his his family uh, has ties in that state for years oh yeah absolutely years and yeah I mean just he obviously vocally he could speak I mean I would say motivation wise he can get a, a floor to mop itself you know what I'm saying yeah, like, I mean that, like that I, dude's got it I so. mean we, we we saw the the press conference in Jacksonville when everything first kicked off so yeah we we've definitely seen that he can this looks he, and smells like a revolution it's like, does he need a writer no I don't I, no, no, I don't not I wouldn't think so. Probably not, but no, I mean, that I could see that happening. I mean, he's a guy that's got, I mean, great diction, the way he yeah. talks to the crowd. I mean, he I, we saw him cut that promo. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the footage in between uh, the commercial. Break. Oh, yeah. He, well, when he's he a was big guy. Him. Yeah, he, has, he wears the emotions on his sleeve as well. He can, he can you know, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. endearing 100%. So, I mean, dude, I mean, you think about the amount. Of, if he can get every wrestling fan that likes him to vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'd have to live in Georgia, obviously, but I don't see him losing. You yeah. know what I mean? He well, got yeah, that hometown. But um, another thing that's uh, actually not AEW related, but obviously I think that could be a good get for them mm-hmm. is uh, the Rascals from Impact. Uh, that would be Trey Miguel, Desmond Xavier, as well as Zachary Wentz. Mm. They, uh, <laughs> as reported by Impact, have been, quote, unquote, evicted from the treehouse and are departing ways with mm. Impact Wrestling. And 
That's uh, that's a big. Uh, I won't say release, but that's that's big news. Oh, Those three, guys I mean, are all. I mean, yeah, yeah all three are talented, very hell, talented, yeah. and they. Uh, I mean, the dumbest thing would be to split them up in any shape or form. But you got easily uh, either a three man stable. Um, you got one singles. You got a tag team. I mean, that there's a yeah. lot of angles that you could use I mean, that with. Trey but, really uh, showed what he could do mm-hmm. uh, individually yeah. the last couple of months of his booking with uh, with Impact. So I definitely could see some. I mean, I think he's won a few independent wrestling titles as well yeah he had that whole rivalry with austin um oh who's your boy oh the, yeah <laughs> oh what is his name the one that sawyer is is flanking right now he was beefing with the good brothers uh, is it, uh austin i can't even remember yeah I'm, i don't know yeah, I don't he's know. got the hair with the weird like cane and all that stuff you know first of all i mean he was doing like this magic ace austin, ace that's his austin name. yeah he had go. i was gonna say as soon as i said magic i'm like yeah he had the ace card there you go boom so yeah, stuff, he, he was like he's he's trying to get his gambit on with his staff and all that. But you know, <laughs> another thing I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you heard them talk about this on the buy-in, and you know, obviously it's a perfect segue to get into full gear review here. Mm-hmm. Is you know the, there was the NWA Women's Championship match, Serena Deeb depend, uh, defending against uh, Allison K, um, and they said that she had asked for her release with NWA, and so she's they need to get wow. her am i wrong like no no you're not wrong i think that'd be very smart um we need someone other than nyla to be a heavy uh or, or uh, a big threat you know what i mean chris uh, statlander <laughs> yeah, had a good stature but she was a face but we still she's still on the shelf rehabbing post-surgery yeah um, but yeah i mean we, we need to do things <laughs> we need to do things to really bolster this division for the women's That's uh, a great side word, on AEW. Yeah. i will say though to the rascals is Although I think that'd be great for AEW to get all three of those guys, I still think you know the uh, the, the the term that Mark was calling is the logjam. We still got those problems going on with talent yeah. in uh, AEW, but I could see NXT uh, being able to use them very well right now. They need tag teams right now, so but that remains to be seen. But no, Allison K, that would be a great coup. I a mean, great coup. <laughs> they're just gonna pair up the Rascals with Riddle anyway. So I mean, I, I could see it, you know, <laughs> but I wouldn't be mad at it either. I mean, it makes oh, sense. So. Hey, what's going on, you guys? It's Quincy Jones. Go from the Quincy Jones Show, and I want to take time to invite you guys, our loyal listeners out there, to check out Gold Coast Federation. The premier wrestling promotion based out of Orange County, California, as they just had their latest show, November Rain, this past Saturday, and will be streaming the footage from that show this Saturday, November 14th. It is live at gcf.ticketspice.com backslash November-Rain. And that's Rain, R-E-I-G-N. And you could visit the website right now to purchase your video on-demand tickets for only $10. That's right, only $10. We have debuts, championship matches, and not to mention an impromptu championship match. Plus, you got your boy Quincy Jones go on ring announcing, as well as commentary with GCF's own Hollywood Holguin. Again, don't forget to grab your tickets ASAP for November Rain. It goes down November 14th at gcf.ticketspice.com backslash November dash rain. Again, that's rain, R-E-I-G-N. Thanks in advance for your support. And don't forget to hashtag follow the Fed at Gold Coast Federation on Instagram, Gold Coast Fed on Twitter, and Gold Coast Federation official on Facebook. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? The third man. What the hell is going on here? I think it's time, my friend. Yeah. I mean, uh, full gear. 
obviously. The, uh, the fullest of gears. Full effect. Um, I even dare say that this was probably possibly a more stacked card that they had on the first full gear. Though I will say the unsanctioned match with Moxley and Omega, that, I mean, shit, dude. You can't. I yeah. Mean, they had to make up for, for uh, All Out. Yeah, you, you know, know and all it's that funny stuff, you so. say that. I've been digging through some footage lately. I'm working on some stuff for the podcast. Working um, on some stuff? On, on, Got some on, tips? The, on the meme side. But, uh, Got an Etsy page? I didn't realize... The the poetic kind of like uh, just I don't want to say justice but poeticness I guess if you want to call it that in the fact that uh, Kenny uh, competing at full gear and Moxie competing at full gear but on different sides of the card when and, they met last year and still like know? meeting or I mean you know obviously they had the I mean not to get too far ahead but he did yeah. you know come down and have the the moment with Moxley there so yeah I, yeah, I, I was thinking about that too made it mean a lot more but now the first match that kicked off Kenny Omega. Going against I was uh, Hangman Adam Page. I was surprised to Eliminator Finals. Uh, winner would uh, become the number one contender for whoever w- would win between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in their I Quit match. Um, yeah, uh, d- most definitely to your point. Very surprised this opened. Um, they seemed like they really wanted to get rocking right away. Had a good energy to it. Um, I, the only thing I can say overall, because the action was there. I felt like for some reason it lacked the emotional drama. One, that's where I was at. I was like, there was not a lot of storytelling. Like even in the loss, like they could have done a little bit more of a of a post match incident, yeah, something, or even just just focusing on on Hangman's face. And I mean, I was really surprised that they had him lose again because of the fact that he brought up the, you know, this, hey, this is the only this you know the closest I've been to a like like you said the AW Championship opportunity since I lost Jericho. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. So if he loses this, where does he go? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, because I don't think, like, th- this It's slowly when you look, the elite has already splintered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that's why I'm like, well, what is he going to do? You know? And if you look deeper, Cody kind of, he splintered right before the stadium stampede. Yeah. He was supposed he, to be in that. And yeah. then his rivalry took on its own wheels and he ended and up having its own deal. He got, so. his, he got his own family. So, yeah. with, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. big shoddy Lee in the gun club. Yeah, he, he, he don't I, need the bullet club. That's, no all, that's all he needs. But, no, I did not. <laughs> I did like uh, Don Callis being on commentary. Uh, this, I think, was a big deal. I mean, yeah, obviously, it was, it we was know cool. that he's got history and is friends with Kenny Omega. Uh, but the fact that the, I like that AEW never shies away from other companies. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and they weren't going to shy away from the fact that he's a VP. He's one of the main bookers in, in uh, Impact Wrestling. So I thought that was a good look. We keep talking it, about it, these it, bridges being. Yeah. Down, it, you know? it, I was going to say it seemed very uh, necessary in terms of because uh, when you look at the way Jr. was talking to him, too, you know, he said things like, uh, you know, looking forward to work with you guys. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. I'm like, so the North and FTR? I'm, I'm thinking. Confirmed. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, you know, I was like, hmm. Could be interesting. I mean, they invited you on their show. Maybe you can invite them on your show. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it definitely leaves it, a lot to be imagined. It of, would definitely what, put eyes on their product. Yeah, definitely. To knowing that someone would, would cross over, especially when you know that they have Gallows Anderson. Yep, definitely. And that could open doors for possibilities with that again, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe the Bucks join them, or you know, so I don't know. Who knows. I'm they, not, I'm they, not, it, it could, there's layers that we can explore. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too the far down right there. that rabbit hole, yeah. but it's, it is exciting and possibilities. But yeah, we did get uh, the winner, the new number one contender, that would be yeah. Kenny Omega, man. Yeah, and he um, did hit the. I mean, he countered that buckshot with the. You know, he did hit back to back V triggers, yeah, one winged angel. I mean, and it, it was cool. I, I mean, I liked. We got, like I said, the, a pop of power bomb on the stage. Yeah, that was. Uh, nice. I mean, I, at one point. 
uh, Hangman trying to go for a one-winged angel of his own. You know what I'm saying? But what I thought was very big was the fact that Hangman didn't hit any of his finishers in this match. He yeah. had a follow-away slam pretty early, but none of them, like, I don't even think he got the Ari Hara. I don't even think he got that. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, yeah no, that it was a really good way to open. Uh, we did get the AEW Games promo, which I'm sure we'll we could talk about. Yeah, and uh, maybe when we do the review, if you want to, for Wednesday night. But um, yeah, I mean, the next match we did have was uh, Orange Cassidy. He went against uh, Four, aka John Silver, aka John Silver, Johnny Hungy, Johnny Hungy. And uh, this was good a way to showcase they John had a good Silver. Match. Yeah, I mean, and and let me just say, not to cut you off, there. Sorry, there, Quincy. But anytime I've looked up Orange Cassidy tape, I was a majority just gonna, yeah. of his his matches are with Statlander or Reynolds and uh, uh, Silver. I was yeah because the they wrestled the a lot be, in, the Beaver Boys I think is what they were called they wrestled a lot in Beyond Wrestling yeah a that, lot yeah. exactly so but no nah, we this was a, a little bit of a kind of know, a throwback for them yeah you know and, and I felt like this this kind of was a good way to alleviate the tension that would have been left if more emotional drama was poured on between Omega and uh, you know Paige but yeah this was a good little showcase for Silver you know obviously he was gonna have the uh, physical, he was looking good yeah you, you know uh, come up into a little bit or, or advantage I should say he's you know even that spin doctor which is basically yeah. I call it an inverted F10 because that's kind of what it was well it looked like it was just like a to- like it was like a like a torture rack bomb but he just didn't land he didn't set out with yeah. it is what it looked like but yeah no yeah. I, when he said the spin doctor, I'm like, damn! I even I was like, that's a total indie move. Like with the oh, name yeah. and everything, I was mm-hmm. like, shit, yeah, definitely, definitely. But now, I mean, we well, now, now we know that silver has a finish. Exactly, <laughs> and I was gonna say orange had. A, uh, I mean, not like we didn't think he was gonna win, but he hit. You know, he did all his hits, the satellite DDT, the, yeah, the dive, and all that stuff, and um, you know. But yeah, now orange would win. I'm trying to remember exactly. I know. Oh, oh, the beach you, break. But, but you forgot. You forgot the most, the, the best spot of this whole match, which was. Which was silver ripping the pockets out of his pants. That was great, and then eating him like George Animal Dude, Steel. It was. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, no one's ever done that. No, I mean, because I mean, you know, everyone, you know, Jr. has made those jokes about mm-hmm. like, oh, I hope he got pockets in those. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, he'll make those jokes on Dark where you know he can get away with it on YouTube or whatever, right? But like now it's funnier because it's like, well, well, I mean, if he puts him back in, we know what's yeah, not yeah, in there. Exactly. <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny. It, I, I just thought it was genius for his style of comedy that we see on BTE. And mm-hmm. it was good to give him that spot. Uh, and then again, like you said, the George Animals still spot. With the fucking yeah, book. yeah. But yeah, I, I had to, I was like, I had to remind myself to bring that up because that was hilarious. I mean, we knew it was going to be some comedy spots given both guys and how they've been coming across on the broadcast, whether it's BTE or you know on the main TV. Yeah, so. especially with, with with Orange involved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. exactly. But uh, now this brings us to the next match, which is uh, the TNT title match: Cody Rhodes defending against Darby Allen. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I guess, uh, or I guess again, uh, flanked by Arn Anderson. Um, yeah, man, I mean, he got the whole extended Nightmare family coming out for this one. We did get the formal intros and got to mention that for the first time, Justin Roberts got to introduce Cody. Well, it's probably since WWE days did, did, did as you, Cody Rhodes did and you the hear, place just pops. Did you, know? you hear JR, what he said? He no. said, oh, well, uh, first time I heard that in a while, uh, if you don't count me messing up. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really <laughs> it's funny. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. And I like how to uh, own it, dude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I did like how uh, Darby came out. He came out riding, like, kind of on top of that demolition yeah. car like, style that you said from the vignette, which uh, will come into play a little later. But, uh, no, nah, this was a good match, man. They can um, never let Darby just have shit, dude. God damn it. I know. You know, it's, it's just like I felt that and not to jump 
because this is, I believe, the third or fourth. Um, yes, yeah, I the think third the fourth. Oh, actually, they... I think it's the fourth because the first one was a draw. Second one, he. Oh, oh, oh he, you're talking about in their series, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's the fourth time that they yeah. fought, yeah. And so, and Cody beat him twice, twice out of the three. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, I felt like I think everyone in the building knew like Darby needed to win this, 100. You know? Because if he didn't, I felt like it would have been a direct him, burial. Him but, being on TV, but being in the Raptors for the past two, three weeks mm-hmm. means nothing. Like if, if he, he doesn't win, you know, like, exactly. And I like how you know Arn really early goes, "Hey man, muscle him around. Like yeah. let him know who." Yeah. Who, who's Ain't got time for that shit. Muscle mm-hmm. around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Cody was taking a couple powders here too, man. I yeah. mean, uh, and Darby again, he plays hits too. We get but, suicide but, shoulder block and all the stuff where he throws caution to the wind that we love. Cody, you know? Cody was playing a little hill here too. Yeah, yeah, he's he was frustrated. And, and and remember, I've been before. I was like, oh, there's little cracks and little cracks and little cracks. And I kept thinking that he would turn heel as a TNT champion, but. I, I mean, dude, what he could definitely have an effective heel turn against someone like Darby. Oh, yeah. No, I, I almost expected that at the end of the match. I mean, most of the match, he does try to work over Darby's arm. We even get a ring of Saturn at one point, which I was very surprised. Yeah, by I that. was like, so this is not the brutalizer? It, mm, yeah. It, it's, right? It, like, you know, but it's also like I know sometimes he flips on his back and does it, which I don't know how that hurts at all no it's like, i'm like being, it's, it's not a crucifix pain but i'm squeezing your biceps yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it's different he even hit uh what i, I can only call a hammerlock power slam like it was yeah. like an avalanche style which i thought was really cool that was yeah I, I thought he was going for a freaking tombstone dude i was like what is he doing yeah, and then i was seriously. like dang i was like okay because darby is that light that's why that was able to work mm-hmm. i was like yeah i was like man this is uh kind of crazy but I, I very much enjoyed the match. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, he had the Yoshi Tonic, you know, too. And uh, we got that Bam Bam spot. I, oh, yeah. Like, when he had the, the deep sleeper in. And he he didn't. Ha- like, this was crazy. Was I, I think it was JR who said, or, or Tony Shivani who said he could just, like, fall back. And that's cool. You know what I mean? But instead, he's, like, he's climbing the rope. And it's, like. A guy the size of Darby's going to get squashed anyway. So I thought that was really good storytelling. But, yeah, no, he does win uh, with a pinning combination, uh, which I, I loved. And it was just kind of like he outsmarted or finally learned something from all the uh, – well, I won't say non-decisive wins well, from, from Cody, but kind of like – Kind of getting outsmarted by the vet, he was able to. I mean, he did the same thing with Sam against Sammy Guevara. Yeah, yeah, and then when the the first dynamite. But then when you remember that that mad that last match you had with Cody, where he went for the coffin drop, it got kind of like that piss poor crucifix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when Taz was trying to recruit him. Remember? Yeah, he was oh, like, I remember. I could teach you stuff, but yeah, it was you know he kind of threw it back in Cody's face. You're right. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but yeah, we get a new TNT champion uh, for, in, in Darby Allen. I felt I, that I, shit I, too. Man. I did too. I loved it. Um, you know, Cody, he's looking wide eyed and kind of pissed. He's grabbing the belt like immediately, and he's but he looks bewildered at at Arn, and Arn is like mad. He like turns his back at Cody he's at like, one this point. This is on you, kid. Yeah, and uh, Cody just he, he does the right thing. He cuts the music, kneels before Darby, and he just presents it uh, the belt to him, and the fans chant, "You deserve it." And uh, of course, his music hits, and then Taz interrupts. You know, congratulations Which we to were, Darby. We and were then, lucky that he didn't. Remember, we kept saying, please don't affect the outcome of this yeah. match. We I mean, somebody it, spoke so. up in this booking meeting and said, we're, we're not doing this. So yeah. that's like, this is warranted. I, I don't think it needed to be done. Like, I don't know. I, like, I, I'll, I'll get into my opinion of it. Yeah, because yeah. Team Taz does appear. They jump um, Darby from behind. You know, you get Cody trying to jump in to kind of even the odds. And, you know, th- th- there's just like, this weird spot too where both guys are laid out and then you see Starks and Cage 
both pick up the TNT title and have that weird Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar yeah. tug of war spot where it's just like oh okay, <laughs> I, I was thinking the point R- of this I was thinking Ryback and John Cena would would see him punk like no that's my belt on yeah. the apron and shit <laughs> but yeah they they take him outside the ring towards like this weird part of the set where yeah. and Cody tries to intervene again well, to make a comeback but he kind of gets dispatched and they just kind of throw Darby right through the set piece dude when I okay so I knew that was happening because anytime they came back they would have that set piece. On camera. Yeah, ready for something. And I was like, someone's going through that. Because I was like, that's the same thing that Kenny Omega went through. And, and that was my problem. Last year. Yeah. yeah. I felt like it was kind of like once you saw it, it was like, What direction okay, they were going in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it just felt like, a, uh, I won't say red herring. It just felt like, just like. Why do you guys just, keep just, showing this? Just, like, yeah, like, like it, it was really obvious <laughs> a little bit. You where's know? the other one on the other side? You guys keep yeah. showing this. But the thing that got me about, about I was like, dude, just let Darby have the moment. Then he gets fucking. That's, that's how I felt about it. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I guess when I think about it now, it makes him and Starks worth something because there's a title at the end. Of it, yeah, right? very true. But, but then I. Oh, yeah, that's right. Starks isn't done. But but that's the thing is, like, th- th- what I heard about the reason why, like, like the best friends versus Miro and Kip wasn't on this show, there's the same reason why Ricky Starks and Darby, and I forgot the other one, they're treating all those as, like, these slow burn fuse. I'm like, we're we're over it. We're yeah. burnt out. Like, we, I don't want to see Ricky Starks against Darby Allen. Yeah, I'm like, we already got it on TV and Darby several, won. And he gets his ass, like, he gets jumped and he gets freaking thrown in, in a freaking thumbtack yeah. body. I don't want to see it. And, and even this time, and he gets thrown through the set piece and then they take him over to his demolition car. Yeah. They, they tease basically snapping his arm in between the car door and then Will Hobbs uh, finally makes the uh, return we haven't seen him on TV in a, a couple of weeks since you know the time's been or the clock's been ticking on this offer. But yeah, Very true. he makes a save with a chair in his hand. I guess they were so. trying to put a finality to that too, even yeah, though they didn't I even mean, say nothing about I, him. Yeah, but it, it just seems like okay, get your tag match and get it over with. Like yeah, we yeah, were expecting this when there was going to be the six man tag. Lance got sick. We got over it. We got Eddie instead. That jump started something that was unexpected. Don't you see we're with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to go back and, and double. You know what I mean? Just go back to it like at another time. Is it, how I, I mean, feel it, about the it. other thing that was weird to me is like, why is uh, Cage reaching for a title when he has one? Exactly. Because That's he knows it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Exactly. I but, mean, unless Brandon Cutler. Mm-hmm. picks it up but that's after <laughs> this uh i was just going to mention uh we do have an interview with natural nightmares um i great like promo, the promo. Dustin, yeah, yeah love the promo um i'm not going to get into everything that was said the the main takeaway is that their tag match now with uh butcher and blade is a bunkhouse match yeah which makes sense because like we talked about last week they were backstage commenting on getting this match that they requested then they got distracted by an alley they got jumped by butcher and the blade with a trash can lid and a kendo stick so now there's a higher stakes you know and then that's good because now it kind of makes that match something i'm actually looking forward to this week uh because you know how this fallout shows are especially with a, with a card this stacked sometimes is that it, just it, like a no dq or what it, i mean it's a I, bunkhouse brawl but I, the, all, when i looked it up all they had was bunkhouse stampede yeah when i was like trying to figure out we'll i mean because he's like if you know what it is then you know you know what I mean? but if you yeah. don't then i'm like well i don't not, i need to do i need to know yeah <laughs> i'm like are you guys gonna you know, have a. a I, I'm, I'm allowing myself to be pleasantly surprised. I think so. We'll we'll see what they come up with on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, the, the next match we have a uh, Hikaru Shida. 
defending her title against Nyla Rose. She had Vicky Guerrero flanking her in her corner. I just, um, I just saw it. It's, it, it's literally like a street fight. Oh, okay. But, but you're, for some reason, you're in blue jeans and cowboy boots. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it looks like, um, I mean, according to my notes, this title match between Sheeta and Nyla Rose was just the absolute drizzling shits. Um, Dude. What like, you got on your, your notes? Well, <laughs> on my notes, we have uh, eloquently put together uh, last minute. Um, Dude, I'm sorry, but you guys have effectively killed Nyla. I think Nyla and Sheeta. I mean, at one point, Sheeta well, gets her leg hit with the kendo <sighs> stick, and then she's using the same knee in the last half of the match and not selling that it hurts. Well, I mean, even not putting yeah, on adrenaline, the, the faces, finish. nothing. The, yeah, the she's finish like, was horrible. Just ridiculous amounts of knees with the same knee. Yeah. That's supposed to be injured, and, and you're full force hitting her. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's the same as like when Matt Jackson's using his knees to to counter a big splash. Yeah, you know, when he, when his leg is you because know, they, which again we'll is, get into. But it was yeah. just like that. I just psychology like the, doesn't that doesn't make thank sense. Thank you. The psychology. The leg make was it a, makes sense. The leg was a focal point. You did the kendo shot with Vicky behind the ref's back. You got Nyla wrapping her leg in the what was it like the uh, the frame of the ring? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're was, doing these good spots spot. that are sh- supposed to show like the, this is gonna leave some lasting damage at least for tonight but for some reason she was able to fight through it and there was just no pantomiming of that like nothing to make you believe so it just was what it like, was like you know sometimes though people like they'll fire themselves they'll punch their own you know trying to get some blood flow going in that leg there you know what i mean or yeah they, they some they they usually do something and give the commentary something to work with in that regard but yeah it just the two things that were wrong for me for this match is like why is nyla is not the type to pin to pick a park a body part, she's just gonna go and dominate. There's, but so, so yeah. I'm like, so that was a w- little bit different for me. But I was like, well, it makes sense. Her her finish is with her knee, and then she needs both legs to lift her up for a Falcon Arrow, which she did anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, but she treated after like, after she got her leg draped over <sighs> the rope and knee dropped on, dude. Like, you it, know what I mean, like there were so many things in this. I don't know who agented this match, bro. But it was like it, it made Nyla look so weak. It made her look so week and mm-hmm. it's just you know i'm not the biggest nyla fan you know I'm, that's not why i'm going to bat for this but when you have a unique individual like nyla who is an anomaly in the the i don't want to say a cookie cutter looking aw division but obviously there are a lot of other uh, women are smaller frame or just i mean aside from abaddon they're all kind of within that same spectrum of of what an a you know what a woman's wrestler on tv is supposed to look like uh, I, I won't say that around Mark because he'll disagree. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like she, she has a look to her. She has uh, the story's already kind of built in, like a Nia, like a Nia Jax. Like you know, she's yeah. just there to wreck shit. You know, um, it's a David and Goliath situation. Her name's and, and the they, Native Beast. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. And they so really, because th- these are my last four, five points right here from this match. Rose with a desperation power bomb and pins, but voluntarily breaks the pin. Dude, dumb. You right? And then hits the Tamashi. And then Sheeta kicks out at one, right? And then the next, Sheeta then hits the Avalanche Falcon Arrow, right, with an injured leg and then breaks her own pin with the evil grin. So That she, was you stupid. Know, I hated that spot. She, right? And like, then, there's no time for tip for tag, girl. And then there's the spot where Vicky gets thrown or pushed or knocked down by Rose, right, at some point. And then 
I don't know, man. Like it, it just gets to a point where she hits the Thomas Sheets and Rose's back, then hits the repeated knees, and yeah, she gets the win. Post match, Vicky's yelling at Rose yeah, for that, the that defeat. Was, that was and another slaps thing. her, calls her pathetic, and didn't and did nothing. She just did, kneels to her, just looked ashamed, bro. Like you know? that again. Like I'm like, look, I know it's Vicky, and you're trying to sell that. She comes from this family that's synonymous with wrestling. I get that. But it's Nyla freaking Rose. Like, she's the yeah. one. She powerbombed Sheeta through a table in the backstage area, what, how many months ago? And was just like, well, I forgot she said something like ding, ding, bitch or something. Yeah, something, and she hit her know. with her own, in the head with her own kendo stick. Yeah, like. like Looking for this. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's, I'm like, where is that Nyla Rose, bro? Like, I don't understand. And, you know, even Tony said with the build is like, I guess there was a lot of stuff that was going towards the build on Dark mm-hmm. that they didn't use, uh, which is why this came out of nowhere. And this match was the drizzling boo-boos. Yeah, like, this was. was not... It, again, like, it didn't make... She didn't come out looking stronger. Nyla is looking worse for wear from being gone and then coming back to a championship match at full... It just... No, nah, it was bad. Yeah. It was just bad, but I, I digress. Let's not spend any more time on this yeah. shit. No, nah, let's spend time on something that actually needs it. It's the uh, tag team title match. Young Bucks challenged FTR for the tag team titles at AEW. Of course, they had that... Uh, Stipulation shoehorn at the very end. I love that uh, Nick gave uh, Matt shit for it on yeah, BTE. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, that, that pissed me <laughs> off like, that he did that. Tag team, team, you know, team. T- <laughs> what, yeah, right? like, God damn it. Which is which? You know, the stipulation was if they lost, they couldn't challenge for the tag titles. And I thought it was funny that they did poke fun at maybe making new titles. You know, and how serious he was because. I know a theory you thought that was feasible to me was that if you know I thought Hangman was going to win. And I thought the Bucks were going to lose. And you had talked about what if they end up creating a trios division just to give them something to do, which kind of makes sense because the three of them were not just killing the business but changing the world one match at a time, one Meltzer rating at a time for uh, a long time, you know, so before AEW was even thought of. But I digress with that. We do have this tag team match, this dream match. Bucks, I got to you know, I got to say they do enter wearing kind of Laker centric uh, attire. Yeah, FTR that, that enters was the, wearing the, the Celtics that, gear. That was the thing with me was like you hear JR trying to give the scientific like meaning behind it. I'm like, "No, those are the Mamba jerseys against the Celtics." Yeah. This is pretty self-explained. That's why I'm glad that Excalibur exists. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. or it's just the Lakers and the Celtics. I'm like, yeah. "Thank you." And I love how Thank they got the, the the on the gear and the sh- jacket. They have their version of the goats, which is Gatotes, right? <laughs> greatest tag yeah. team of all time. So, or G Totes as uh, Excalibur, like yeah. to say on count, uh, commentary, you know. Escarman is a uh, freaking Jim Cornetto. He buries him. I don't yeah. know why. Um, I I have a lot of notes, but, you know, to be honest, there's a lot we can go on. But they I mean, a majority of the match is around centered around Matt's leg. And we know it was going to be um, I believe he's uh, we didn't really go into it as much last week. We had kind of teased it, but I know he's got a light meniscus tear uh and, 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 and they said thinning in his acl yes that they believe is a tear as well but not so bad where he needs uh surgery i, I know that was something we were thinking well the bucks aren't winning you know mark had talked about last week i can't see them winning the the belts and then what he's gonna go get surgery like you know that's just not you know cause that that is a very wwe thing to do i mean unless but... they're, yeah they're gonna have him get jumped again exactly yeah. on on like the next dynamite to send him to the hospital and then the, they're vacant and then they got to do a tournament or something mm-hmm. for him because they're they, they love their tournaments you know but... oh yeah definitely but i did like uh one of the things i thought that was cool was um I, that i saw was both teams kind of delved into the other style 
And I noticed this in the go-home match um, of, of Dynamite last week where the Bucks were kind of like really focusing on a, on a limb with, with Private Party. Yeah. And so I yeah, kind of right. saw a little bit of that going into here. And I feel like, you know, even down to, um, okay, like there's the, I call it the pump fake DDT, which is an Arn Anderson stable. Yeah. And like, it, I thought it was really cool that Matt did it. Yeah, because you see Dax do FTR. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's one of Dax's favorites, mm-hmm. 100%. And you know, to your credit, I think they were trying to put over the more technical side is because he knew Matt couldn't jump and jump around. So he had to only rely mm-hmm. on what he could do. They had to change the game plan. Yeah, yeah, he had to ground his opponent as opposed to being able to zip zip around and shit like that. So I think that's probably where, where a lot of that came from, which, you know, if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but one thing I did like is, you know, they pulled out uh, some moves from, from other tag teams, which mean, I was Of course, very... the heart attack, which we knew we were going to see. Yeah, but, FTR loved but I was surprised at that DIY shot out. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, I, I was like, they've never named it, but yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, are they about to do the Grand Amplitude next? What's up? Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously, like, where, where are we going? And then... Uh, they didn't even call the Dudley Dev Drop. I was kind. Of, I mean, they 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 referenced the Dudleys, but they couldn't. They can't yeah, use Dudley Dev Drop. I'm it, like, it's you know, it's kind of weird. Like I noticed that too, and not to jump, you know, the gun here, but like when Gang Grell was brought up, I saw that Jim Ross was really big on or D- David Heath. Well, you know, he, and it, he, and well Gang Grell like, owns Gang Grell, and that's how I that's felt about I it. Thinking, so that's why yeah. I was like, why is he or better known as? It's like no, he's not. He's nobody known knows Gang Grell as David Heath. Yeah, like, you know, no, no one. But uh, back to the tag spots. Yeah, you're right. We got a Steinerizer, you know, which is you know the the uh, yeah, that was electric a, chair. It was um, clean. The bulldog, uh, bulldog. Yeah, yeah but we, we saw the uh, what's it? I mean. The 3D, like you said, the extreme combo, which is the only yeah. thing I call it, because they, that, you know, yeah, they've the never called fade it anything, into yeah. the Swanton. Yeah, exactly. They were just calling. I really like how they were calling on their influences and people they respected. You know. Yeah. The yeah. It was. I thought that spot was pretty cool. Like I said, the DIY thing. I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, so they're they're okay, cool. Yeah, that that was kind of cool because you someone current. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't think that, but. And I, um, I thought, I like, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool how they, they they put that together and was able to fit that in there without it looking like forced or yeah, corny. You definitely. know what I mean? And I forgot to say this earlier. At one point, Dax shoot busts his hand open. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the spot was planned to swing at, you know, one of the bucks who are leaning against the ring post, but he ducks. But, I mean, they talk about the awkward angles all the time of this square post. Yeah, and, the corners uh, and stuff. Samson's right there at, at ringside. He's, he's you know, trying to tape the hand up. But the reason I brought that up is this becomes a point of contention where Matt is fighting for his life. And they're exchanging, you know, strikes uh, between Dax and Matt, the injured guys. Yeah, that was and a pretty point, good spot, too. They, I think one super kicks while then one swings and they're injured with their injured limbs. And they, Yeah, that know, was the collide, only thing like, was like, why, but why would you, like, I mean, it's one thing with your hand and you're right-handed yeah. right but with your legs like it's a little bit different like you don't have to swing the hurt one but then again i guess when you think about it if you're gonna go for a kick that means you got to plant your hurt foot to hold all your weight mm-hmm. so then that might turn out horrible too i don't know i may be thinking too much into it but yeah I, I mean i did like the spot what they were doing with it to be honest how they replayed it on bce kind of made it look a little bit better than how it came out yeah uh watching it um i did like there was a point where they went for a pin and fuck, man, uh, Cash just ran and just did a diving spear like a tope Bro. to Nick, like just through the ropes and just said, this is it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Like, I thought that was amazing. We never seen. I mean, maybe he got that. Maybe that was a little shout to New Day, possibly. But uh, in terms of tributes, the one thing I did like was, um, I mean, we always see the Bucks do the sharpshooter, which is dope. But oh, yeah. was Matt 
stomping on Dax's injured hand, and then he does the Marty Skrull yes. finger snap. Yes, he which did. I, I, I thought was great. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we did get. A, still got you, buddy. You know, kind of. I mean, because you don't. You know, obviously, what yeah. everything going on and. Which, I don't did you get into hear it, that but. he? Uh, I don't think we we broke this on the show, but I did hear that his profile has been lifted from Ring of Honor. Which website, I mean, which I mean, is, we, 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 we it's a storyline. We've seen this happen. Yeah, before. definitely. But uh, <laughs> no, we did get a mind breaker from FTR. Uh, yes, and Cash we did. does make the pin, but inadvertently, Matt's leg gets the rope break. Uh, he yeah, gets, he tried to pull. They said he tried to like pull him away from the. They, they played it good. They, yeah, they, they played they it really well. Did. And Cash, he gets frustrated. He rips off the boot from Matt, and then uh, FTR they hit their like figure four leg stomp combo, which we love. They do, and yeah. then you see Dax lock in that modified uh, figure four that inverted. Nick will break it with the four fifty. I thought that was it. And, and, uh, and but but mind you, he had the inverted also with the with the ankle. Yeah, lock with the ankle. Too. Yeah, and which, like, which was it. key because like with the boot off. Yeah, yeah, he was able to to, to by get, the way get he that was, in. They were wearing Jordans. Yes, they by were. The way. So yeah. that's why I, that's, I was like, why did shoe just like get pulled off? Like, yeah, that was like, so, so quickly. Yeah. I was like, oh okay. But uh, this is going back to again them dipping into waters they're not familiar with. Cash super kicks Nick out of nowhere. Yeah. Then mocks Matt with a two sweep, flips him off, and yells "fuck the revival," and then super kicks him as well. And then uh, he goes for a springboard 450, which I thought might have been a dig at AJ. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Matt counters with the super kick with his injured foot, which I wasn't a big fan of no, for the win. No. Uh, at the end, we do get Kenny showing up to celebrate with the Bucks post match, uh, which is, you know, visuals really good. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. The I've known that. Cash can do a 450 because he's yeah. he's done it before mm-hmm. and he's talked about it. So I thought I've that's why it was funny. Though. Yeah, I crazy. didn't realize it was from a springboard position at all. Let alone that these big burly guys can even get themselves up there to, to you know what I mean, launch themselves and have the balance. Like it was really amazing to see, very impressive. But because he dude, he hit it flush and, yeah. and missed it. It wasn't like a half-ass version that we've seen people do of like a frog splash or you know they, you could tell that they're as soon as they dive you could tell oh he's he's eating the mat mm-hmm. or he's he's taking the knees like you, you could just tell yeah but yeah he dude he did it like he was going for it and um i give him definitely credit for that it was obviously you know like i said one thing to see him and talk about it and then it's a whole other thing to see him do it um one thing i did love the call that jr made was like tully's got to be pissed that they they, they abandoned the gameplay yeah I was like yeah, that's a, that was a little bit uncharacteristic of them at the end. But, I mean, it could have been like they were unraveling because they were getting too frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, yeah, this Because it wasn't like in, they were using that to beat them at their own game the entire match. You know, it was mostly Nick. Yeah. So, and Nick was a... Nick's always a superstar. Yeah, bro. definitely, definitely. But, yeah, that uh, we got new tag champs there. So, yes, that's definitely do. something important to highlight. Uh, this brings me to the next match with the Elite Deletion. We were... Wondering if this was going to be a produced match, a uh, televised or not televised, but kind of a pre-tape match. It was, um, but I enjoyed this. Yeah, um, I yeah. think if I think if I'm going to be truthful with myself, I don't think everyone did. Um, but yeah, I don't, it I don't was think... it was long, but yeah. I appreciated it because I felt like this thing needed finality to it. We've been yeah. talking about it. Um, and I mean, from the jump, we had some really. Cool I'm sure stuff. they both wanted to do what they could do to make it finish properly. Exactly, too. and in, yeah. a, in a place that's on a compound, which is a trusted site that is controllable to an extent. I mean, you know? dude got mad lighting. <laughs> like, it Bro. Was, yeah, because I'll be honest, I didn't think good. there was gonna be. They were gonna bring back the ring, like in uh, like the how one they that's done outside. Impact, yeah, yeah, because the first one, I you just kind of remember that that weird 
swanton from that tall ladder near the trees. And oh, stuff. that's true. I and mean, so they kind of yeah. have gone away from that and more into like the warehouse, oh, yeah, the lake, it and was, all that it stuff. It was, yeah, it was the tree. Yeah, yeah, it was weird because it was like, yeah, well, we have room, but don't jump too high, man. We got branches. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it, it did take me back to how they had the ring for the uh, stadium stampede in the middle of the. A little bit, yeah. You know, so, but um, we did get, uh, you know, an appearance from uh, Pride and Power or Proud and Powerful. Yeah, because I was, was going to say in the beginning, because Matt's on the phone with someone saying, Hey, I, I had a premonition. I, I think something might might be going left. Just in case, uh, I, I'll basically be ready. Or whoever he's talking to, he says, "Be See, ready." I, I missed if that. and when. I missed that. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's that's. I saw why. the walkie-talkie spot, but I didn't. Yeah, I missed. So that. he didn't have a walkie-talkie when he did that. It was a cell phone. So I thought that was kind okay. of <laughs> random how they did it. But oh, the I next tail chirp. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really mad at it. I mean, I like nah. you know the whole thing. This ain't he, water. This he, ain't water. <laughs> Neo's there. He plays the hologram of Hardy, and then you know the monster truck shows up. I mean, Sammy with an acai moonsault off the top of a damn dude. mud tire. First of all, like, he, come he, on, just, he just, I'm like, who the fuck can just jump and scale up a monster truck tire with ease like he yeah. just did? I'm but like, I got, I'd insane. be remiss if I didn't point out all the cool, you know, shoehorned, carny, uh, you know, humor that was here. The like, mud show. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or when he, uh, you know, it's, a, it's teasing, revving up the monster truck and he runs over the golf course, the Spanish God golf, golf cart, I should say, by the way, because it, it was customized. Yeah, it was. But, but I love how he goes, that was orgasmic, and he comes out and he goes, now that's what I call a squash job, yeah. you know, and I'm just <laughs> like, okay, okay. So I, I wasn't mad at that I at mean, all, but it, yeah, they, they fight into, like, the forest and they get close to the ring, and you're right, we, we, we do see Proud and Powerful show up, uh, out of nowhere, but I, I just love how Excalibur he did a good job navigating this. You know, he was talking about yeah, like the scepter. I think he had to be the one. He had to be the one to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there was going to be a lot of stuff that Jr. and Tony weren't going to get because it, was, it, it the, wasn't for them. The scepter of Memphistopheles. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote how it sounded. Yeah, like and uh, but not yet. Just stuff like that. But they did get to the ring. Proud and powerful does show up. They start jumping. Matt. And- my, my only problem with the scepter was. I mean, if you if you're throwing someone's face in the water and it's clear liquid, they're gonna see that there's a fucking scepter there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that he just grabs it is like, like he didn't see you it. You gotta like, keep in the, to mind that Matt's more familiar with his compound than Sammy might be. So yeah, true. Sammy might have saw it, but it was definitely late. He's I like, they were kind of wishing well pennies of those. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, they they uh the, the, basically uh I think Matt put Sammy through a table uh with a power bomb is what happened, and then that's when Ortiz and them come out. Um, they start beating him down in ringside. He, like you said, we we got the, uh, the the walkie-talkie. This ain't water. This ain't water. You know, and uh, private parties on standby. They get shots, there, and shots, even shots. even the odds. You know, so they're, they're going back and forth uh, in the ring while Matt and uh, Sammy they're getting away. They're getting these Roman candles, and I just love how Matt's doing this whole like you know a hunting we will go, and you know it, it's very like like like, um, like like Civil War like loading my musket ass type shit. D- definitely, <laughs> you know, and, but I, I really liked it because it just made me think a lot about that first deletion match against Jeff and how yeah, they were following each other and how ridiculous it seemed, and you know, but you still I was smiling like man, I forgot about like the Roman candles and how they're weapons in this thing, and you see and he Sammy was, he used, was getting lit up too. Dude. Yeah, I mean, well, at first Sammy, I, I thought it was cool how he used the tiki torch to light his but yeah, yeah there's yeah. a point where they're fighting near the lake and he's just like point blank like just blasting him you know no he was like stalking him and just like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> like just he was taking all those embers bro yeah uh but 
like you said, they we were near the 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 lake of reincarnation. Yeah, and, and then, then that's when we get that uh, he because Sammy's in that mud puddle, and that's when we get that quote you're talking about. Sammy, get up, or old folks are gonna think this is a mud show. Yeah, that which was is awesome. great, you yeah. know. But uh, no, you're right. We they're right. They're sitting there. I think he does hit the twist of fate on the grass. Yeah, he does. Um, and he says Sammy's vessel needs to be cleansed, so he goes to like throw him towards the lake of incarnation. Then we see this like hooded mass figure who's uh, holding Hurricane Helms of all people so, ho- hostage. So the thing with that is, and the reason why it was like this whole like. It's called long-term booking. Oh, yeah. It's because yeah. I guess when they had the Hardy show on the network, mm-hmm. they had a, a very Hardy Halloween special, and in that special, somebody kidnapped Hurricane, but nobody knew who it was. Yeah. So, obviously, he hasn't been in WWE for so long, and then all of a sudden, that's why they revealed, oh, it's been gang grilled this whole time, and that's why it was hurricane showing up like you know tied up yeah like what was, took you so long yeah it is it's called long yeah so that, i had to explain that because i just thought it was funny because i was thinking oh it's been a long time since you guys yeah. seen each other and i love what he said and i had to get the aew to actually finish this and he's like what's up with that <laughs> <laughs> but i do like he gets thrown in uh you know because he does try to choke slam but sammy <laughs> says what's a hero to a guy god, yeah that was cool. a spanish guy and he comes out as the uh, reporter shane helms yeah and, the uh hey, are you and is this rival- identity yeah. yeah is this rivalry cur- Cursed or you cursed, and then he gets super kicked back into the water. Uh, but you know they all start working back towards the ring. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. the, oh, the yeah. guy, the guy who had Hurricane end up being revealed as Gangrel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I thought, and I liked how he said, you know, I was your first mentor, and I was Sammy's first mentor, and I would choose Sammy over you any day. So, and and that's the thing is, I, if if Sammy trained up there with him, that that's legit. I don't know the story, but yeah, it made sense because when you think about, you know, they were the new brood, him and Jeff, who joined uh, Gangrel at one point yep. before, you know. But, but we do get them all basically reconvening to the to the ring. We we do get a, a impaler DDT. We get an eye of the hurricane, which is great. Uh, but we do see Sammy. He grabs a sledgehammer and like starts following Matt into the dark end of the woods. Uh, you know the the other heels they follow. They get to this open warehouse. I did notice. Um, I was gonna say I love how he yelled Scarsguard and like. The boat just falls down. I for, yeah, I you forgot know, about Scarsguard. Yeah, until he said to, it, unto, yeah. It, totally. I was just like, oh okay, and then you know it locks the what do you call the dome of deletion. Yeah, the, the, the dilapidated boat got a little yeah. uh, a, a little feature too. So De- that definitely. Cool. And but I, this is where things got kicked up a notch. As I, if they I couldn't, agree. right? Like, I agree. Uh, I the mean, stuff that was in the background I thought was great. The baby stroller, the yeah. animal cage, the piano, the mower of lawns, yeah, yeah the yeah. mower of lawns, the uh, yeah. chair of wheels as well, yeah. and a, a coffin, and just things we've seen from where this deletion match yeah. has been featured in different. That's uh, why I remember for Ryzen. Sure. Yeah, Ryzen was was featured in one of his videos, and he fought him in that. That's where I remember Ryzen from. Because remember we were trying to figure out if he was like, yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, he had, he had. Uh, when when they were reincarnating Matt Hardy in that whole Young Bucks thing mm-hmm. before he officially came over to AEW, he was part of that video package. But oh, okay. I digress because when I saw the area they're in, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where that dude's from. This is where they fought." You know, and then mm-hmm. obviously we've seen him fight Jeff uh, quite a couple times. Yeah, there. And, but but Sammy he gets he gets innovative. He he basically takes off a piece of the turnbuckle, tries to uh, and he weaponizes it. He uses the ropes to try to choke out Matt. 
He even hit the swanton through that table off the ladder, which I thought was symbolic. Dude, and, uh, it was crazy because how tall that ladder was. I was like, I don't know if he, I was like, what is he about to hit? I don't think he has enough like clearance mm-hmm. from away from the ladder. But then I was like, oh, he just did like a sheer drop swanton. Yeah, I'm like, basically, okay. yeah, definitely. And then, uh, but Matt, he's able to snap off a twist of fate, and then he uh, does a suicide spear. Yeah. To uh, you know, kind of like edge to to Mick Foley, you know, except no flame, no table, no fires, or a big E spear, basically. But he spears him right through a table uh, off the apron, and then uh. We get him hitting Sammy in the face deliberately with the lip of a chair and then uh, says, you know, you made me who I am before he uh, hits a concerto on the floor. But I noticed it was the wrong side of the chair he hit him with. And so I was kind of concerned about how shoot this was. I don't know. But uh, that basically concluded the match, I I I would say. I just saw footage of when Rated RKO attacked Ric Flair and did the same thing. It was Randy Orton who did it, and Mm -hmm. he he did the same thing, the different side of the chair. But I was like, there's no way they'd let you do that to Rick without it being safe. You know what I mean? Because seeing Rick at that point in his career. Oh, yeah. No, especially he's going to be picky who But, you know, it it was worth noting that after he did go through the table with that spear, Sammy was bleeding. I mean, I don't know, shoot or what, but he showed him bleeding from the back of his head. Yeah. Um, which I mean, if I hope it looked real enough for Rebby to be okay with it. Yeah, no, I <laughs> thought just, this was great. I mean, and speaking of Rebby, we see her at the end because you know Matt, he's telling Neo unlock the dome and you know private party well, see, and take out the, the trash and they, they, Senior <laughs> Benjamins there. And like, just like private party came in through the side door. I'm like, what? There was a side door the whole time. <laughs> they're like, like, yeah, we we were privy to the compound. Before. Yeah, yeah, like we, we need the, we need the blueprints. <laughs> yeah, but he tells uh, you know Senior Benjamin take out the trash and uh, I bid farewell forever to which Sammy I think and, that was Senior Benjamin's first. First appearance in AEW, so yeah. he got a good pop for that as well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, he got a pop for when they, they just heard his name being called, and then oh was, yeah, and they see him, and he's like, like, "Oh, he's the driver." That's what, like, yeah, oh, definitely. Shit. But they, you know, they all celebrate. Uh, you know, I like how Rebby was playing the piano at the very end. Yeah, while, I thought that and then was the replays, cool. and then you got them dancing or not dancing, celebrating with the fireworks. Shooting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, not bad. Uh, this basically takes me to the next thing I liked was uh, Lance Archer had a hell of a promo this week. Yeah, I, 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 or, uh, on on the pay per view. I mean, yeah, never did. mind what what Jake said. This is just he kind of needs to lose Jake. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah, Jake needs another new client. I don't yeah. know who. Possibly maybe Eddie, Eddie Kingston by himself, but Eddie Kingston don't need a talker. I don't know. He says, "Weep and moan, you evil shepherds, rolling the dust, you leaders of this elite flock. Your time of slaughter is coming. You will fail. You will shatter beneath my boot like a fragile vase because your egos are like a glass house. They say you should never throw rocks at a glass house, but I'm throwing boulders and I'm going to break every single person in all elite wrestling. I don't care who you are. You can be elite. You can be in a family. The murder hawk monster is coming for every single one of you because every." Body dies. <laughs> it's like it's like he's like a. It's not like we always bring up it's the like Will, an exhale. We always think like the Will Ferrell from old school, where it's like I blacked out. Yeah, seriously. Like, and everybody does. Right. What happened? What happened? Well, hell, kid, we're fire up. Like <laughs> seriously. Like, but this brings us to uh, the Coleman event. MJF he's challenging against Chris Jericho. I just got to say, I was really disappointed in this match. I thought there was going to go a little bit longer. I don't know if there's yeah, maybe a time issue with the main event or what. I but, felt like the Bucks uh, went a little long or something. Um, I, I mean, they went for like a little bit under four hours, so it's not like they couldn't. They didn't. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. three, three. I think it was, it was like three hours and forty six minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they have time. Yeah. Um. There's no commercial. There's no picture in picture. So I don't know. It was really. I mean, not to mention last full gear. That shit was four hours for sure because of the unsanctioned match. So I mean, I like the way this match was worked. And you own the building. Sure. What the fuck? Yeah. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Like, like I really liked the way it was worked. Um. In the I thought it yes. was exactly. Well, I thought. I to me, I thought as a whole, it was great. But it just, I felt like the ending came really early. 
Like yeah, it, it I really just did. felt like and when things come early, it feels like it's too simple. Like you it, know, it felt like he didn't do enough to beat Jericho to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and, 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 and he point. looked like he just kind of sat on his back, like he did with that that botched mousetrap pin with Orange, you know. And it was just kind of like you look, you're not even kicking your legs to make it seem like you're trying to kick out. Yeah, you know? the fact and, that it was just like a roll up, I was like, what the fuck? And you he know didn't I mean? hit the Judas effect, but we did see the lion salt and the code breaker. And I think at he, one point MJF tried too. his own code breaker. He tried to do a lion salt but landed on his feet at one point. And to me, I think this match is going to be interesting because it was a battle of heel work. Yeah, you know, and, and, it really was. But Jer- Jericho was still kind of getting that babyface pop a little bit. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he he always smiles when he comes out because he the whole crowd. I mean, they had a little bit more crowd this time out, so that was cool too. I think that was the more important thing with a lot of these matches is, I mean, especially when you you know not the backtrack, but this whole dream match situation with the tag teams. Just like yeah. how effective would that been if there was no crowd or like only fifteen yeah. percent? I think they had thirty percent of. Uh, of uh, capacity there, which, I mean, you heard it. It made a difference for sure. It was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I just uh, maybe ex- uh, expected more. And when you think about it, the build for this hasn't been too deep. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of just on, you know, they had, like, the duet, but they had, like, the few meetings before then where he tried to gift them the jackets and then, you know, the follow-through with, with, with giving Sammy his jacket, but it's too big. And so yeah. we've had a few comedy bits and serious things, but it wasn't until that, that town hall thing where it got really, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and I was going to say, too, that's why I was kind of glad Sammy lost. And this because now it's like I felt like this week they had him kind of getting baby face pop and then he would, and then he was going back match, and, yeah. then, and then I'm attacking Matt Hardy now, you yeah, know, and yeah. so it was just like, OK, you can't be both. We got to try to figure out something. So now he's done with Matt. I'm, I'm trying to see what more can happen with this whole thing with MJF because I'll say yeah I mean they, MJ, they have the what the induction or something. Yeah, on I, I'm, Wednesday, I'm so. sure they're going to do something because I mean. And like I mean, it wasn't yeah. a bad match. I just thought it needed a little bit more. I mean, like Jericho was going for all his tricks. The running bulldog, he gets thrown off. He didn't. I don't think he ever hit a Judas effect ever. Yeah, um, I think he went for know, it, but, but MJF yeah. did did have him locked in in the soul of the earth a couple times. So yeah, he I did. will say that. And, and and then he did he did get the. I think he tried for the for the walls of Jericho a few times. Yeah, he, he did. Because I was I was I don't know why I was interested in watching how he does it. And he still very much locks his, his he gets that clasp on before he even turns you over. I was yeah. like, okay, I thought it was just like the whole yeah, no, he, he thing, you know? Definitely. But I, one of my favorite counters is when he went for the Judas effect and the salt of the earth got locked in yeah. as a counter. I thought yeah. that was really good. Um, MJF does signal for the ring at some point. Wardlow uh, does come out and slips the ring to distract the ref, but... Uh, Jericho does he ducks the punch and then he Hager who's at ringside tosses him Floyd the baseball bat and I mean because I I like the finish that's my thing is MJF then pulls the Eddie G to try to get Jericho that's what I think that's why dude it's because I was just like but and then like like if if it wasn't Jericho you know what I mean yeah it wouldn't have worked but at the same time I thought it was an easy way out because it was Jericho if that makes sense see like we've seen too much of I, it. I can understand from, from WWE. I understand that because Ricochet just did it not too long ago. Sasha hurt, did it hurt, too. Yeah, hurt business. But I think the reason to me is because oh yeah, Ricochet, it's, it's, yeah. it's the words. MJF now to me that rings more. I'm willing to do anything. Meaning I'm yeah. willing to take tricks from your dead friend. Like that's how I took Man. that as like like that's how deep I'm willing to go. I, like, I'll reach. To beat I'll reach you. in the bag of of your of your phone. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing's off limits. You like, know? like so. can you imagine if you would have slapped on the crypto crossface? So, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Seriously, that something some like that. Word. You know, because what I was expecting, or a single leg crab, the way Lance Storm does it. Like, like, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. true. Like, what I was expecting was I don't know if people remember this, but there was a, a he match. Did come out with that light up robe. I forgot to mention yeah. that. 
there, there were there was a match where it was the rock versus ken shamrock and uh, there was a finish where big boss man came down to distract the ref and he has his nightstick in his hand and he just lightly throws it over the ref's shoulder and he's supposed to throw it to Ken Shamrock. Yeah. But it was all about timing. The Rock caught the nightstick. Yep. Hits, uh, you know, Ken Shamrock immediately with it where, you know, dude, if he would have dropped it, it probably would have looked bad. Yeah. Catches it, hits him in one stroke, throws it out and gets the win. And I was like, he could have done that with, with Floyd. You know what I mean? That, yeah. And I wouldn't have been mad at that. But um, I think. Yeah, because the way they did it I ain't going to lie. The Eddie G thing kind of like, I was like, Ugh. But we've seen it before. You know what I yeah, because the way, I mean, I think what it is, though, is we didn't get the DQ. What The way it was finished was the. Aubrey was going back and forth trying to figure out what was true. She, you know, Je- Jericho's trying to convince <laughs> Aubrey with his back turn, and then he rolls him up for the schoolboy one, and, two, and three. neither of them have a great track record with Aubrey to begin with. No. So yeah, that, and and they do have a stare down after, and you know, even with Hager and and and, and uh, Wardlow. Wardlow there, but then they kind of. You can hear Jericho audibly welcome uh, Wardlow and, to and MJF circle, to, yeah. to the inner circle. And, I think they uh, still should. Well, no, no, that wouldn't have made sense because you had Santana and Ortiz still, quote-unquote, in North Carolina. Yeah, very true. So <laughs> I was going to say was, they should have showed maybe, like, some dissension, like, you know, Santana, like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Sammy and Ortiz just like, would, Yeah. <laughs> like, just, That's true because it like, technically fist, like, it was ah. they were the only four like four now uh inner circle members technically. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, technically. You know, yeah. that's why I was thinking I was like, it's interesting that it's just him and Hager. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is a, what a quartet now? Mm-hmm. Like, I, we'll Loki? see. Uh the only but, other thing to go on, uh, we did get Revolution, yeah. the pay-per-view announced for uh, February twenty seventh, which is a long way. I don't know if we're waiting till then to get Kenny versus Mox. I don't I, think I so, doubt it. I mean they 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 have their bash at the beach stuff on in um yeah, January that's right. too. So I don't know if they're going to bring that back. They could have lost that yeah. trademark. So who knows? And then uh, other than that, we do have a, a interview with best friends at Orange Cassidy. They're basically being asked to comment on uh, Orange's match. He has no comment. They get interrupted by Miro, Kip, and Penelope. And basically, Miro teases train about slipping on on the ropes. I thought was funny, but they ask for an apology. He gives it to him and gets smacked, and then says it's cool, and then they walk away. And it just seems like. Miro and Kip are really confused about the exchange. Like, I didn't even know why this made pay-per-view, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, it brings us to a main I, event. I probably wouldn't even have brought it up because it well, was, I, I was there was no, like, development anywhere. I, I, that's, I just didn't understand why it needed to happen before the main event. But we did get the main event. I quit match. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. What do you think, man? Um, I wasn't a fan of the finish. I wasn't against John Moxley winning because that was my prediction. Though, again, you know, my personal pick was for Eddie Kingston. And I think I was watching more to see if Eddie could do it, if Eddie could do it, if mm. they were actually going to the possibility of what this could bring. Because uh, a lot of people, they I mean, ever since Eddie's got a shot and he, he's been getting that this face on that airtime, man, people have been, you know, being magnetized towards him. Yeah. Um, so he's getting a lot more praise that he's probably used to getting in the last 18 years. He's been wrestling, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know. At the same time, <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna fucking not say I quit when I got a barbed wire wrapped around my neck, and I yeah. mean, but it just seemed weird because you're like, but you're kind of also hurting yourself by applying your bicep now, like yeah, around, like so it was you know certain things like that, but I mean the, but the pain thresholds though, yeah, yeah, that, that's, I, I that's didn't, a I, big duel right there. I didn't expect this to be un, like the unsick. I didn't expect this to be Moxley Omega. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's no way that I wouldn't want them to try to top that shit mm-hmm. because it was crazy to watch that for 40 minutes as is. But mm-hmm. 
I knew them two were going to, they have history, both have history with dealing with these type of match types. So I knew there was going to be a comfort level of doing other things we haven't seen before outside of that Omega match. So we did see that. We saw a lot, you know, the dude, I, at first I thought he hit that fucking uh, swinging back fist with the barbed wire. I thought so too. But I, I noticed, like I rewinded it, he dropped it right before. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, but I think it was, was meant crazy. to, I, it seemed like it was meant to look like he did it though. Um, I mean, to me, I don't, we're not going to do what we did a lot the other matches. Like, I like I like the energy of this. The whole feel, him coming out. He had the, the Tracy Smothers tribute shirt. Yeah, he You did. know, with the T for Terrible, H Rest for Hell. Rest in peace, by the way, yeah. You know, U for Ugly, G for Jail, because the thug can't spell. I love how he, during formal introductions, he's audibly saying, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> like, over yeah. over Justin Roberts. Like, it just felt like a real fight to uh, me. I know, yeah. It, it, it really did. It kind of had feels of, like, uh, that MMA stuff. Like, you know, when, when tensions bubble at a, at a uh, press conference, like, yeah. right before, like, the weigh-in or whatever. And then you see them, like, you know, you got, like, Herb Dean trying to talk to both of them objectively about the rules. But they're, like, just zoning him out and just... just tunnel vision on each other and just talking that shit you know what i mean yeah i will say um, i was curious by bryce Rem- remsburg being the uh curiously the referee for this one well the, you, know? you know what's funny about that is i did a little digging in, in remsburg and i found out he was the one that actually refereed that invisible man versus invisible yeah man match. yeah that, i didn't yeah, realize that, is, that. yeah and he, like, <laughs> like he was like even having like people come down to check for like blood and shit i was just like dude so he pretty much called it in the ring like yeah so i mean not to say that the, oh man this guy's incredible but it's like you know when you think about you have to do that without breaking character. I'm like, oh, that's kind of, <laughs> dude, that's an improv. That's a one-man improv job. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. But then again, I was like, I think what they had Mike Kyoto for the TNT Championship match. Yeah. So, uh, but where the hell is Good Earl poem. Hebner, bro? I've been thinking about that, man. Do you I, think that, that it's like health-wise they're keeping him out? Probably, or I, I couldn't tell. I don't remember the last time that he it might have been double or nothing. It was. A, they they, they, they probably uh, heard everybody complaining about WWE, you know, rolling out Ric Flair during this time, and they're like, "No, we're going to keep our, our over." Oh, even though Jr. is probably up there yeah. with him too, so I don't know. Yeah, but this match had a lot. I mean, for, I mean, just you know, I like when uh, he got really, you know, he took the barbed wire off of the barbed wire bat. Yeah. And wrapped it around his fist like just like just little things like that, because I feel like I don't want AEW to be known as the hardcore company. But I like when you see things like that. Yeah. It does set them apart because I feel like sprinkles here. Yeah. Because I almost feel like the FT dub titles should be a hardcore title. I was thinking the same thing. Like it should be like an anything anything goes like, you know, fuck this one. And we've talked about that. Like no gender rules, no rules at all. Like anybody could hold no weight limit for, you know, I mean, that's going to be, you know, uh, as far as like being able to qualify, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, and I'm, we're not here to rebook the fucking FTW championship, but I, I, I totally feel you. Like they, they definitely have a market, and I don't want to say I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't want them to carve out a whole division dedicated to that because then it's gonna look like a hardcore division. You know what I mean? But yeah. they could have something. I mean, especially it coming stemming from. The guy who was the extreme champion, you know, championship wrestling champion. I don't know why they used champion twice. Uh, Taz, you know, he yeah. was, he was, you know, he came from the line of extreme. So it would make sense to add those, those little connotations and and little aspects to an FT Dub like you know type of uh, like rules or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like FT Dub rules or you know FTW rules, or whatever. I mean, especially when you add to the fact that they had Darby in a fucking like again barbed uh, uh, tic tac or tic tacs, uh, thumb tacks. You yeah, know, in the, speaking in, of thumbtacks, shit that he had that spinning uranagi, <sighs> right? And, and then he, took dude, the rubbing alcohol, dude. But did you see that he, he had? He actually at one point had thumbtacks in his head. Yeah, I was like, when? 
like and i'm like how are you still wrestling and they're dude like what like oh man uh yeah. but it, it was yeah it it was uh it was a great match for both of them yeah like you um, said that barbed wire assisted bully choke for yeah, the win that was the only he did hit the paradigm shift but he, he needed them to quit that was that's yeah. the point you know so yeah but yeah the we, we, we didn't get the uh the phone call from the lucha bros saying hey we we got your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that was the idea you floated. Like, we got her at the house. Something, man. I thought. <laughs> like, but, uh, or, or, like, it could have been an iPad or something where, like, it's like, honey, they're outside the home. Who's here? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I quit. I'm, I'm on a flight. I'm getting out of here to Who going back to Vegas. <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, but post-match, uh, I thought it was important. You see Eddie, he's shedding tears. Moxley tries yeah. to pick him up. Uh, he refuses uh, the help and gets up on his own. They exchange some words, which uh, Eddie reveals what, what the conversation was on BTE, if you guys yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, and basically says it's not going to be over uh, as he stumbles out to the ring, heads back. Um, and Mox just kind of continues to celebrate until he turns around and Omega is staring him down from the ramp. He gets invited into the ring, but he uh, just opts to exchange words instead from a distance. And uh, Mox, you know, continues to have his moment. That was He's the like, end no, of the I'm night. The, I'm the cleaner now. I don't. I don't deal with weapons. And yeah, such. yeah. That's basically how it came <laughs> off. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't congregate with your type. This mat is sacred. This right? mat is <laughs> yeah. Redcon one. Where the where the shit? I, I got this, oh, I forgot to put the shirt on. Fuck. Well, Redcon. <laughs> just Redcon, Redcon. all day. Oh, you know, one one uh, spot I forgot to mention that was awesome was that crossroads from the top rope. Oh, man, Allen. I totally forgot yeah, about that. I just yeah. thought about that because I was, was like, insane. Yeah, that was uh, it was unnecessary. But because, yeah, I was like, I was like, how do we bring up that that shoulder breaker kind of or power slam type spot and didn't even bring up the crowd, the crossroads? Yeah, no, but right. I loved how you immediately rolled out of the ring. I'm like, yeah, that's how you that's yep. exactly how that that's how go. you survived that. A hundred percent. But you know what? Uh, I, I, I give the show four out of five. I would say so, too. I mean, there were some things that I would have changed, I think, on a minor tip. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt some of the matches that weren't as important got more time than they needed. Like, I would say Orange and Silver went a little longer than I thought. Yeah. Um, and but it's important I to would... give them a little time to showcase that they're important, too, on, on the totem pole. So yeah. And I like and Jericho and, and MJF, but I think I wish it had, like, five more minutes. Yeah, I think I five think more that... minutes is perfect. Yeah, and, um, and I wish Jericho would have put a little kick in, in, in the roll up, like uh, I, think, I think, what could have been funny is if you saw in that five minutes, Jericho would have done the same thing. Like if they would have went for a Guerrero yeah. at the same time, and then they have that spot where they're both like laying down, but like lifting their lifting their head up to see, you know, one eye open to see if the oh yeah, you know, some 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 kind of like, especially with those two, there should have been some sort of comedy heel spot, right? Yeah, like I, I can see that MJF does it first, and then she's trying to make a ruling, and then maybe. Wardlow or somebody gets on the apron like Hager's trying to convince and then he does it while the ref turns around yeah. he does it and then you could do the schoolboy I could see that like 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 they're both like they both laid out and it's, it's like the ring on one side and, yeah. then, and then the bat on the other side you're like wait wait who, who did what to who you know what I mean yeah. like something like that but obviously not to make it into a, a false finish or a no finish but you know just something funny where it I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe not comedy, but some like I said, that five minutes they could have used. And I mean, with with both great minds like MJF and and Y2J, like mm-hmm. obviously they they could have came out with something. But uh, I think, like I said, I think the biggest hurt was just that women's championship match, man. Yeah, um, I, mean, I don't know what that was. I, I don't I, care what happened on dark. That the yeah, psychology just threw me out of the match. It was, match right it was away. horrible. And then uh, just also. Um, Again, I, I I just was looking for more emotion, especially with that video package uh, coming from Kenny oh, Omega. Thanks for and saying Hangman. that because yeah. the video packages were so good. 
like the like all of them. I, yeah, they I, were. I, I literally that, watched that, all of them before I started the the show, and I was just like, man, this. this and, is and then like, if and if you didn't, and you saw it during the buy-in at least twice. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but, but but like yeah. the Darby one was good. The yeah, Eddie the Darby one, one was, was really good. good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, did like the Eddie one a lot. And yeah. the Hangman one, you're right, was good. But you're right. It, it. I wish there was a little bit more emotional drama in that one. Um, you, I you don't know what you got till it's gone, and then it's like his mm-hmm. opportunity just he just saw it slip through his fingers again yeah. and there's like no fall like i don't know it was just i felt like it was missing it just felt like a tournament final more than which it was or maybe they there knew was, there what was they were more... going to do with bte and that's why they oh, didn't do true. anything but i that's feel true. like when they do that they need to do both Cross, some sort of crossover yeah there needs I mean, to be crossover for sure i mean but then again it'd be hard to differentiate from the real fans like wait so but they're cool like they they'll play golf together but they but they hate each other on the show you know what yeah, i mean yeah it's it's it could be like a, a conflict of like, like that's not how it's supposed to be and then you know Cornette would have a, a an aneurysm so we don't want that <laughs> yeah for, for sure for um but yeah I think um, I threw up a poll, and I wish Darby had a better moment at the end. By the way, so yeah, I, 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 I wish he would have uh, got to keep his moment and yeah. not have it be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did. I did a poll, and I was wondering, like, you know, for how people felt in terms of AEW championship or tag team championship matches, which they thought was better: the Hangman Omega versus the Bucks or FTR versus the, the Bucks. And it was a resounding uh, Hangman and Omega, which I yeah. agree. I feel like there was more storytelling there. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the thing that's crazy, too, was I felt that the the FTR Bucks match had more storytelling, which is ironic seeing that they didn't have a whole you – know, they, they were unhappy with the build for it. Yet yeah. You had this long, what, couple months, probably longer than that, build with uh, Hangman and Omega, but it didn't have half as much, if any, storytelling. Yeah, it, it's it's a curious case. I mean, I, I enjoyed the FTR-Young Bucks match, but – a, I don't think they're done. It did not feel no, they like have, a dream they, they match have to, to get me. That, they I have to get that win back. They just yeah. kept throwing that word around. And I think that plus the go-home week, you find out they're not thrilled with the build. It does affect your perception yeah, going you know, into the match. And, 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 and exactly. Hey, but they, so. didn't, they didn't let it uh, affect their performance because they, no. they, they, well, I mean, they all gave it. I, I loved it. But again, super kick with the hurt leg that does not make sense It was to the, me. No the Shawn boot, Michaels. No, no shoe on. Like, all heel, <laughs> and, and honestly, I'm surprised that they made Matt be the one to win it. Yeah, um, seeing as he definitely at that point needed to tag out uh, for, more, for. Yeah, he was way overdue to tag yeah. out. But I digress. Um, but but again, it was more enjoyable than we thought it was going to be. About two weeks before they they announced with a couple more matches and stipulations. Yeah. But you know they they delivered. You know I, mm-hmm. I dare say this is uh, probably better than the last few shows they had um, in terms of like all out and and double or nothing. Yeah. Um, I gave double or nothing. I think three and a half. Um. Yeah, I would give Full Gear a high B or A minus. Like it's like right yeah, in the there, between. There wasn't a whole lot I didn't like. Uh, again, like you said, the Darby Allen thing. You should have just gave him his moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you have TV. You have two two shows where you can build that later. Like it's yeah. not important. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have even done a post match interview where they attack him the way that like you know Hangman had that post match interview at All Out. Mm-hmm. Um, when he lost to Jericho, and then you had that's when Pac came back and challenged him. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. so you know they could have done a lot of different things, you know. Um, but yeah, but for the most part, you know, and I, I got to quote myself here, I got to call myself out because we we tend to look at the positive things on the Flow Show, so we don't get caught up in the negative. They had a pretty good, pretty good solid show. So yeah. four out of five, I, that's what I give it, man. Yeah, I would say there wasn't so many. Uh, Oh, come on. Like those yeah, kind of yeah. spots. Like I think that was the deletion match, but I enjoy the deletion match. I think it, it, it the deletion match serves the lapse fan. 
you know, yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. And again, and, that finality you were talking about, it, mm-hmm. I think that was important for both those guys. Too, yeah, to definitely. Because Matt needs something this. new and Sammy yeah. is already starting something new with the MJF thing. And yeah. I tell you what, those those two, uh, I think FTR, Sammy and MJF are the guys I'm most excited to see this uh, on Dynamite this week to see what they are going to be doing now after everything's uh, I'm actually gone. also uh, me as well. But I'm also uh, interested to see where Cody goes from yeah, here very does, true. He get a, does he get a rematch is he gonna finally say you know what it's been a year screw this stipulation i'm going for the for the world title you see me putting on these pounds no, well he's doubled down in a recent scrum leading this week saying he does not so he's gonna to, so uh, he's gonna win it once in in the five years he, he's wrestling that's gonna be ins- i mean it's when you think yeah. about it you set yourself up for a huge pop but still like God, yeah that, sir, I, I don't know like I, I, it just seems like are you trying to go for the cd pop like oh you finally got the big one yeah. like you know like yeah and then it's like it does i mean it worked well for our rvd but you know, yeah then he very screwed true. himself but um but i digress uh but i i do want to congratulate you sir you uh successfully won the kjs predictions title i did you did i mean it, it might have been on technicality no nah, i mean the, i what, take it as it is i mean I, I i literally wrote it in as i said it so i mean I mean, what matters is that the bloodline removed the champion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you only beat us by one, so it was four, understand. three, and three. These are the things you got to do to keep this. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no kind of pressure I'm under. Ooh, ah, why you got to play me like this, Doc? Who am I supposed to tell my wife? <laughs> what you, else? you got me out here looking like Mark. Man, you, you use Mark. You make you use McFly, the only one you know I'd say I quit for, man. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Uh, man, but you know we're gonna take a break uh, again. A lot to unpack here, man. And, yeah, uh, it's gonna gonna be a lot. But we enjoy doing this for you guys, so that you don't have to. As we yeah. get uh, onto the Wednesday Night Wars, as uh, we see what's cooking with NXT as well as the fallout from Full Gear. And uh, like I said, we'll be right back. What's going on, you guys? Quincy Jones going for the Quincy Jones Show, and you know what I'm about to tell you, man. You need to go to StorylineTees.com, bro. Just dropped a brand new site this past Monday. I even went and copped something myself, not to mention the pre-sales are officially live. I'm talking the Nation of Domination. We got the Prince Devitt shirt. We got the Boyhood Dream shirt. Not to mention the new re-up on the Loose Cannon shirt. I had to cop myself one, man. I had to get that XL. You know, we live in large out here during quarantine. What's good? Holla at me. Storyline Tees, man. Follow them right now. Storyline Tees underscore LLC. Follow them on social media, and don't forget, hit up the website, grab yourself some gear right now. Storyline Tees, there's a brand new era in the merch game. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Hey, hey, ho, ho. Quincy Jones and uh, Doc Lesnar. Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was ready to do the hey, hey. I was going to join in on the second round. I, I mean, I was like, wait, how does that Caden? I don't know how the Caden hey, goes. I, I, ho, I just ho. know they do that hey, Quince hey, Quincy Jones show about to blow. Hey, hey. hey. Ho, ho. Quincy Jones. Uh, Doc Lesnar, didn't you know? Uh, we, we, better we, call somebody. We oh. are back, though. We are back. Yes. Yeah, well, you're not losing your mind. We're back uh, from break. Just a little bit. Just tiny, tiny bit. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it open. Yeah. <laughs> Told you the go- the gears were full, dog. The gears oh. are full. They can't get any more fuller. They're at the fullest of gears. The chains uh, are off. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to get into uh, AEW because we're going to light the fuse. 
as Bring well. Bring the boom and dynamite. Hey, first of all, uh, worth noting, brand new signature. Yeah, new look. Um, I, I think that's what they were filming for during BTE, right? I couldn't tell. They were. They kept talking about the ID shoot, and I'm just like, "What is this?" I kept thinking it was alluding to. It was for the a game, cri- maybe? criminal ID man. You know, oh, uh, they do a lot of true crime on the show. Sure. Uh, you know, you add to the yeah, fact like that what uh, happened to the women's division this week? Ooh, no, not this week, but you know. the biggest murder mystery ever. <laughs> it's been a murder. Holy shit! It's been a murder. Oh man! But you know what? Uh, again, it was a uh, cool. Uh, I enjoyed the new signature. Obviously, they added some uh, brand new footage from like three days ago mm-hmm. or four days ago. I, I can't do math right now. Anyways, this was the Fallout episode of uh, Full Gears. You know, more or less. But surprisingly, they decided to start out the night with Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. Yeah, I um, mean, not a bad match. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Taz. I don't know uh, if the title was on the line. I think it no, might I, I don't. I don't believe so. I mean, you know, you had Taz actually bigging up Cage's opponent for the night, which would, uh, you know, would be Matt Seidel. Uh, had some choice words for, uh, which uh, you know, words of warning for Cody and Darby, as per usual. Darby. Uh, before joining commentary. Uh, like you said, Doc, nice competitive match between both guys. Uh, no doubt worked together before in the Indies probably tons of times. Uh, there was a page turner, uh, several vicious kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a question mark kick as well, well as a rolling Sava, or I'm sorry, Savat kick uh, from Matt Seidel. Also Vintage a twi- Matt a, uh, Seidel. S- yeah, seriously. Uh, basement drop kick, of course. Uh, a standing twisting corkscrew senton. Mm-hmm. Diving Meteora on the ramp. Yeah, that looked uh, very nice. Yeah, it was uh, real flush, real flush. Uh, then Cage at one point hits the Weapon X, and then also uh, finish came when Sidell hits a jumping knee and goes uh, I for think it's uh, the Drill Claw, actually. That he no, hit. no, the Drill Claw is uh, is the uh, the Weapon X is the pump handle. And oh, then, and oh then, to the X Factor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. And gotcha. so, yeah, he hit that, but then, yeah, uh, Seidel then hit him with a jumping knee. He goes for the top rope for what they were trying to say was a diving blockbuster. If so, that was a good sell. Yeah, it definitely uh, was. But, you know, it just gets picked out of the air by Cage, who hits the drill claw for the win. Very uh, creative. I yeah, yeah. No, it was, pro- like, I was going to say probably Cage's best match since mm-hmm. being on the AW roster and being on TV, to be honest. Yeah, no doubt um, about and, it. And that, that includes the match with Moxley as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a post-match promo where Starks was uh, basically talking about him and Cage finally get officially uh, ranked on the, the TNT division list, and uh, you know I couldn't help but laugh when he was like trying to, you know, he was expecting the music to go, but he was like, "Hit it!" <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> the music didn't I, go, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> because he, yeah, he tried to coin that will be televised, and then oh yeah, the revolution, hit. yeah, yeah, now you felt me. Guys in the truck. He's like, this is call, call and response. Man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I fell for him a little bit. Just a little but uh, next we got a review of some of the segments and matches booked for the night. Uh, as we did uh, get word earlier in the day that Cody was scheduled to comment on what was going to be next in his future. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings me to this next little piece of business. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, this is like probably the second, probably no, probably the most notes I took next to probably uh, the bunkhouse match. I, yeah, uh, I can see why. But yeah, Cody comes out, discusses his future, even uh, references having a discussion with Arn Anderson, who said that uh, you know at this time it'd be in their best interest not to entertain a uh, rematch for the TNT Championship against uh, current new champion Darby Allen, who uh, obviously defeated him at Full Gear. Uh, instead, he's uh, looking to settle some unfinished business with a, a past enemy who 
He also suffered a huge loss from, or, or I guess two, mm-hmm. uh, as he name drops NJF, which I was like, oh, okay, this is okay. This is starting to be the path we were trying to figure out mm-hmm. how we're going to get back to maybe getting him, especially back that adding, win, adding to, poundage to himself and yeah, trying they, to go heavyweight. Yeah, yeah but it's like, well, what good is being you know going for heavyweight if you can't even compete for the heavyweight division yeah you just lost the title that you could compete for yeah you know yeah and and especially when you when you say that you're not gonna end i'm like okay so i thought this was a good thing but of course before we could uh, really venture further into what he had in mind a woman that i've never seen before uh named jada cargill appears in front of him and takes his microphone uh it starts off with this kind of forced Sultry behavior towards Cody as he's, uh, you know, asks if he can help her. And, you know, all her responses become a little bit more and more suggestive. Uh, Almost saying, curious at a Yeah, time, saying man. things in effort to kind of stroke his ego. Uh, like going down his line of nicknames before kind of changing her attitude. And it just focuses on an, uh, what I called an arguably forgettable ring introduction that included the, the, the giant killer at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, upon her arrival, she actually accused Cody of lying to the people before she even got to this point, uh, before now going into some kind of what, I mean, to me, it came off just nervous, a little bit of a rehearsed spiel about how there's a real giant in AEW and that there's nothing giant about you, mm-hmm. you know, much pop from the crowd, you know, it's always good to go. Yeah, for they the, gotta love a dick, Joe. You gotta, you know, this is, especially when it comes from the, from a woman, you're like, oh, I, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, tells him uh, to watch his words the next time that he has something, I guess, giant related, I don't know, uh, to say to keep that shit to his damn self. Yeah. Um, and leaves the ring before stopping at the top of the ramp to, this is where it was weird. To congratulate uh, Cody mockingly on getting his name back and then has this week put down saying that he didn't have the balls to only go by one name, which, and I wrote, please make this make sense since Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've been pointing that ever since Ricky Stark said it. Yeah, man. Uh, Since Cody has been going by Cody since he's left WWE and has been on on the indies as well as Ring of Honor, Impact, and now AEW, so uh, the balls have dropped (laughs) on on that one. So that's why I was like, all right. You knew, knew. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, really confusing segment took a turn for the better. As Brandy Rhodes now uh, appears on stage and reads down this Jade character. Yeah, she read her the riot uh, act, bro. In the best way and only logical way possible, and she really lets it loose. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated how she came through for this segment and really helped out and put a little bit of entertainment into what was going on from an mm-hmm. otherwise... I'm not trying to be a dick, but she seemed like a real greenhorn talent that was shoehorned for uh, for some sort of angle. And I know I got to be patient and wait it out to see where this is going. Mm-hmm. But she obviously was not ready for, in my opinion, for this opportunity. Like, I mean, uh, worth noting was she name dropped Shaq. Yeah, and then I think that's the biggest shock from this was like, wait, Shaq, Shaq, and you know those who watch BTE and stay on like he was on BTE briefly this week and as a guy that attended, but we've seen guys like Mike Tyson and other celebrities, so that's yeah. why it didn't seem yeah. like much was there. I don't know where this is going. I mean, like, I yeah, was man. listening to Wrestling With Regret, uh, you know, today, and they were like, yo, this is 10 years too late, and nobody wants to see this if that's where it's going. Because, yeah, because, um, uh, and, and what you're referring to is WWE had a proposed match between him and Big Show at one yeah. point. That's why they had the whole spot at the, uh, what, the Greatest Royal Rumble or yeah. whatever it was? Or, yeah, one of the... It or was, was it the 40-man one I think it was the 40-man, yeah. And, yeah, that, that must have been when they were... That, that must have been in Orlando, which is yeah, why I, yeah, not Yeah, it couldn't have been in Saudi. I don't think Shaq would have gone that far no, for that. But, no. yeah, no, it, it would set up... 
and then he couldn't stop talking to the media about it, and so yeah. they had to scrap it. Um, Tony Wide Lips over here. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was just weird. I mean, I will say this. Uh, Jade Car, I think it was Cargill? Yeah, was Cargill. She does intrigue me. I didn't think she was too, too green. Um, definitely green in terms of I'm not, I don't know who she is. I didn't recognize her. Maybe but it was her delivery for me. It was what it was. I, I think you could kind of see her nerves through it, but, and, yeah, and I think yeah. maybe trying, it does seem like she tried to memorize a bit because I think the, the direction of the promo was all over though. I can't tell if that was by design or not, by the way she finally unveiled who she was talking about. Yeah. It, was, it seemed like she was going in several different directions, but didn't Almost really in circles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but you know, look, like, like you said, it's, it's kind of 10 years too late. Like this to me doesn't make sense for, it's not this whole proverbial notch on their belt to hold over like WWE, like, Oh, we, we got to pull the trigger on this and you didn't because, yeah. because our guys know how to, had to not talk to them, like you know what I mean. I, I don't, but that you know, obviously, I understand the crossover appeal. Shaq is on TV almost every week, commenting mm-hmm. on the state of the NBA. And yeah, I was gonna say things. he is on TNT. Uh, he's a lovable guy, extremely endearing to the fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is, I mean, if they're gonna play on this as as if he's actually coming in to actually wrestle and has like this female mouthpiece representing on his behalf is already making me a little bit disinterested. Yeah, because uh, it's hard not to there. think like Hobbs could have used this because Hobbs ends up being in this segment. Well, that, that's what end. that's what was weird is because, and you know, the way he came in could have made more sense. I mean, because, you know, because uh, from this, you know, you know, like I said, Brandy went and kind of read her the right act. And then, you know, then you had kind of them two uh, looking like they were about to get into it because that was weird too the jade like pats her on the ass for whatever reason yeah, they i was like, like antagonize her i guess i, I was like i don't I, didn't, I never known girls to do that to each other like yeah as a, as a like you maybe know what pat I mean? each other on the head that's more yeah, realistic like, but like yeah something yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what was it, a dana brooke yeah yeah that? definitely uh but then you know from there you know they would cause a distraction because then you got team taz who like comes through the back door and attacks cody and that's when i was like you know it was weird for me because i was like you know did they well, obviously, Darby Allen's music plays. He comes out for the save. That's when he has the thumbtacks yeah. attached to his jacket. Thumb that thumbtack jack, as I was telling you off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he uses himself as a kind of a battering ram to help fend off Team Taz. But mm-hmm. uh, it, th- that was just weird, you know, because uh, you know Hobbs, like you said, did show up, but super late for whatever reason. With the chair, yeah, with the chair Man. for uh, you know, kind of even the odds or show strength the numbers. But my real question was: was the whole Shack thing a swerve, and was like, you know, or was this whole thing like a a segment, another segment to put over Team Taz. Like, were they involved mm. in whatever was going on beforehand oh, okay. with her, or did they just yeah. simply take advantage of the distraction? That's saw a good time and opportunity, you know, to make an additional statement from earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, because yeah, you can't tell if maybe is she part like, of Team like Taz? Shaq, I don't know. Can Shaq be part of Team Taz? Uh, I don't you know. know. The F, they the, say they the make T a- and FTW stands for Twism. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Shaq nah. Fu. Oh. The power of Shaq Fu, uh, baby. He going to be on Technique by Taz in no time. Oh, my I God. Swear, bro. Yes. You imagine? No, nah, but I, I I can't see it, man. I mean, I think really, too, is like they say we build oh, assassins. Man. Shaq ain't an assassin. All of a sudden. He's a volunteer sheriff. It's going to be you know? a bunch of Papa John's catering in a minute. Like yep. just <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, now definitely interesting. Uh, Dar- yeah. Like you said, Darby does ward off the, everybody, and Hobbs does come in with the late chair. But, yeah, interesting. I like the MJF stuff uh verbiage but it didn't get too far yeah like i said i was interested to see where it was going to go before i was like that's why i was like who it, yo somebody is this real i'm like did someone like just not is she from the crowd like is she like going rogue like she because when she said i've been sitting in front and ringside i'm like oh shit 
Is this real? <laughs> I yeah, like, I couldn't tell. I was just like, maybe you can help me, Cody. I'm like, yeah, because oh, she oh, took. She was oh. like, can you? You know, but she like, took his mic. I thought that was yeah, a good. You know, yeah, so. that, that that was the thing too. I was like, I don't know. Like, bitch, this is my company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, they did a quick review of the Hangman Page Omega uh, battle mm-hmm. at a uh, full gear. Obviously, the finals for the the uh, Eliminator tournament uh, with uh, Omega going over. Then we get this uh, Moxie backstage promo uh, as he's asked uh, about the new number one contender, Kenny Omega, and you could just see that he does not fuck with Marvez at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Uh, he but all he, I will say Marvez did his best during that segment. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny because it's just like you hear him like kind of like he's, he's like, like, I get to it, get to it. No, yeah, because he was like, <laughs> dude, you're trying to sound like you're excited as if I don't. I like, I, yeah, I watched it. He mm-hmm. was in the ring with me at, after my match. So Yeah. But he, uh, but, but he, he had some pretty good quotables here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about how – you know, he didn't really come to AEW, to, you know, uh, directly for the the responsibility to be the champion. He was just looking to, you know, snap bones, hurt people, knock people out. What he said, the thrill of combat, the roar of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he say things change, and uh, now that he represents, uh, you know, the, the championship, he represents the guy who gets made of fun of being a pro wrestler, yeah. which I thought he liked. Like so, the disheveled, the disenfranchised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get you it. Know, you know, people that, again, we, we, we talk about all the time, you know, whether you're a fan or something, that somebody that's directly, you know, involved in the, mm-hmm. you can't you can't really talk someone into it. They have to just experience it for themselves. Yep. Uh, but, you know, he said because of that, he can't quit, he won't quit. And, uh, you know, obviously Kenny Omega, uh, you know, he's looking ahead to his biggest challenge in Kenny Omega. Uh, and he has danced with them before, and he has beat him once. Can mm-hmm. he beat him again? Anyone who could beat Kenny Omega twice got to be some kind of special. As it turns out, I'm special. I'm the greatest pro wrestler on the planet. Mm-hmm. I love this confidence in this. I create magic in that ring. I create any magic I want. If anyone could beat Kenny Omega twice, it's me, and mm-hmm. I'm just a man. And someday someone's going to shut my life off. Maybe it's Kenny Omega, but, dude, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Awesome promo. Yeah, very, very good. And then, you know, from here they announced that the official match between the two for the AEW Championship will take place on Dynamite December 2nd, so uh, mm-hmm. they got an official date for this. Uh, from here, we go to uh, the Bunkhouse Brawl, as yeah. it's uh, the Butcher the Blade uh, taking on the Natural Nightmares. And, uh, you know, obviously, it's funny because uh, we were trying to figure out what the rules were before. That was like cowboy boots and jeans or something. Yeah, that was just... Uh, you know, Street Fight or something, but yeah, it actually turned out to be almost exactly that. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like it's a just a, a themed street fight that it has to end inside the ring. I mean, at least it's, it wasn't like Halloween themed, as we've seen those yeah, horrible. Yeah, uh, stay away from that. Or Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, I mean, what they did last year with the best friends and crossing over Rick and Morty—that's the extent I want to see Halloween get taken to. I think <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like it doesn't have to be any more than that. But I, I mean, I still didn't get my free face mask, but whatever, man. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, Fuck there. that mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the rules for this: anything goes. Only way to win is by pinfall or t- uh, uh, by or submission in the ring. No time limit. No DQ. No countouts. Uh, QT starts off hot with a running dive uh, from the stage to inside the ring. Mm. Uh, Dustin gets a, a front suplex on the chair on the butcher. Yeah. Uh, you got the nightmares. Uh, I called them the nightmares for short. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. They set up a table. Uh, but then Blade hits QT with a guitar shot, just totally mm-hmm. like just yeah, the like, poof. poof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin brings in the bull rope, which I loved uh, that the commentary brought up his uh, history and match record with bull rope matches, and obviously commenting Undefeated. on uh, commenting on Dusty as well with his uh, yeah. you know I thought that grandson was, of a plumber. Yeah, I thought it, was, I, it wasn't corny. It came off really cool. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, but you know, for other people, whatever. <laughs> uh, Butcher intercepts Dustin uh, with a crossbody with the chair, which yeah. was pretty crazy. He yeah. was he was because he reckless. does that like divide crossbody like Dane does. Yeah, he so does. It was cool to see with the chair. Um, yeah. QT gets busted open from the chair shot really early. Yeah. Uh, then we see Bunny like handcuffing Dustin to the corner. No, you know what? QT got busted open for the guitar. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bunny handcuffs uh, Dustin uh, to the corner. Isn't that what I said? I just said oh, you guitar. said chair. Oh, I probably yeah, uh, but we did get the yeah. You're right. Well, you know she what? Gets, she does arrest him. Screw you, because it says oh, on my notes. Him. My my brain just went somewhere else. So I don't I don't I don't care what you. <laughs> That's okay. There but you but go. anyway, yeah, we got the handcuff spot with Dustin in the corner, uh, Butcher and Blade isolating QT with some double team attacks, flapjack onto a, a ladder they set up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butcher has a kendo stick now. We've seen what he can do with that. Yeah, uh, he's oh, pretty yeah. pretty efficient. Like uh, spin move action. Yeah, I saw it again, dude, you. in the video yeah. pack. I'm like, this guy's smooth, man. Yeah. Uh, as he canes uh, Dustin while he's still handcuffed, and obviously QT. Uh, and then uh, Bunny had like uh, what they, I guess, kind of identified later as a pair of spurs. Like you said, there was like a theme with the uh, like they had like what the the kind of the cowboy theme. Yeah, yeah, the lasso, the bells of hay, the bull rope, the bull rope, the, the cowbell. Yeah, so stuff. there yeah, was uh, like like a prop uh, set of spurs that she used to kind of like. Uh, like rake his forehead, really? Yeah, kind of just uh, like yeah, just just kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah, cut him up, like really. Uh, yeah. uh, I guess she's part of the the you know the the, 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 the butcher house, you know? <laughs> yeah, probably. She, I mean, she, she was wearing she, the white pants. She's too, learning so. the craft, man. There you um, go. You know, QT tries for a comeback, but uh, eats another uh, cane shot, uh, followed by a double team sidewalk slam, a splash combo with yeah, the chair. That, that was before. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin has a cane of his own. I think he grabbed it while they were uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, disposed with. Uh, or, you know, busy QT. people QT and mm-hmm. uh, Kane's both guys, but then, like, dude, Blade just, like, kind of cuts him off. No regard, like, bro. Just rushed him off the apron you and, tell, like. In my mind, it looked like he forgot he was handcuffed. I, it really looked like that. He was like, dude, yeah. what the, f- hey, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like, he, like, falls off the apron, like, where he's at. Mm-hmm. And apparently breaking the handcuffs. And I don't know if that's what the spot was, but yeah, it did kind of yeah, look. Yeah, and a little, Dustin's a heavier guy, you know. I mean, not little, big, but, but no, like no, big but statured. I was gonna know? say, yeah, he has more height to him, and mm-hmm. he's carrying, which means he's carrying more weight. Uh, yeah, you know, the the weight distribution. And all I that feel stuff like it could have gone like worse if it didn't break the off. The scientificness of stuff that I don't want to bring up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Dustin makes a comeback though with the flip flop fly on both the uh, blade and butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabs a ladder. I always say Tommy Dreamer style. Uh, takes out blade, but butcher uses a chair and just. Takes yeah, wallops him out yeah. uh, with the, with the ladder in between too. So uh, uh, Butcher and Dustin end up fighting all the way to this, uh, some kind of staging area. Yep. Um, and then there was a fire extinguisher spot from uh, QT out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then we got a bulldog spot off this like kind of stage area into like this. I guess it's it's like plywood. It was or plywood. You know, obviously yeah. with, with a crash pad underneath. I mm-hmm. mean. That's the only thing with those kind of spots. It's like, okay, but why do y'all just have some yeah, random favor- plywood? <laughs> favorably placed box. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's part of the set for the bunkhouse. Yeah, exactly. Not, but it's not painted at all. Go get some wood. Yeah. Uh, QT and uh, Blade duke it out. Uh, both telling that. Uh, that's why I liked it when QT came back in the ring. Then you had him and Blade duking it out. Both yeah. guys bleeding profusely. Oh yeah, Blade telling the was... story that you know, with, with, with you know, with uh, Allie and being you know. Blade was busted the hell open. I think oh, that no, was from giggly. the ladder, I yes, believe is what they yes, said. Yeah. But that, yeah, he <laughs> talk about a blade job, <laughs> yeah. man. But yeah, uh, no, you were right. They they really framed that. You know, Excalibur himself was like, this this is what this feud is really centered around. And these and, two. and for a feud that I wasn't really too like, you know, it didn't pique my interest too much. Yeah, like, you know, I'd give it like maybe a two or a three just because I like Dustin. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like you know, it made me care right right at that moment. It really did. Like it really uh, identified. You know, yeah, I cared about the payoff. For um, sure. QT sets up a 
ladder and hits a huge diving elbow for a near fall, yeah. which I was like, I was like, how is that not the finish? Yeah. Uh, but I, underst- I understand why, because uh, we get there. Uh, you know, we get a uh, bunkhouse butch <laughs> and mm-hmm. Dustin back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Dustin starts cleaning a house again and hits a power slam on Blade and hits the code red on Butch. Yo, he hit that power slam with literally no time. Like he was walking Effort. towards Blade and Effort, Blade bro. just ran and he just did it. Bro, it was. And I was like, like what is that, like two and a half dr- feet? Drop of like, a dime. Man, like, that was great. Yeah. And, and again, a guy of his size, it's like, oh man, that's a lot of room to clear. Yeah, for man, real. A lot of time. Uh, Blade and Butcher set up two chairs. This was a crazy spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the the full death on Dustin, but it, you know with the it was a little bit modified because he, he had the yeah, power bomb. It was like a neck break it. bomb they did. Kind of uh, yeah. On Dustin through the chairs for a near fall. Uh, Butcher tries to use a chain on QT, but QT actually uh, counters uses the chain to pull Butch into a diamond cutter. Yeah, like a short arm diamond. Yeah, cutter, it was pretty yeah. co- a pretty good spot for him. Tries for another cutter on Blade, but he counters with a low blow. Uh, he grabs a chair and looks to attack QT, but Bunny's on the apron for whatever reason. And yeah. uh, QT sidesteps the uh, the chair attempt, and uh, Blade almost collides with his lady, but turns around and QT hits a roaring elbow into the chair into Blade's head. Who you know he for whatever reason he doesn't sell his elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then who falls back in the alley? Who then falls off the apron onto the the table that the nightmares. Uh, set up earlier in the match. I always love that that misdirection where you forget those spots. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's like that's the, better uh, and shit. That's that tables bump. Uh, like Seth versus Triple H and uh, Steph went through. Remember? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. that that classic like malfunction at the junction, you know. So, but yeah, no, nah, really good spot for Allie to get in because I was like, what's her purpose if she's not running in? No, yeah, the spur. You know, I mean, she got the spur spot. <laughs> but then the spur also seemed like she was trying to do it behind the ref, you know. And it was just like, yo, there are no rules. There's no rules yeah. here, lady. Uh, Dustin hits uh, Dustin hits Blade with the cowbell, and then QT hits the diamond cutter out of nowhere on mm-hmm. Blade for the win. This is uh, actually a really good match. I enjoyed yep. it. Yep. Um, from here, we got a review of uh, the Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara Elite Deletion uh, match, yep. plus mm-hmm. a promo with Matt Hardy on the video package. And uh, I loved how he was talking about how he went into this with a little bit of respect for him, but, uh, you know, he earned his respect. And uh, you may have lost the rivalry, but uh, it was against a legend of Matt Hardy, and uh, you will be an even bigger star, so you're yeah. welcome. Don't squander what I've given you. Loved it, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I Modest Matt Hardy here. <laughs> but, dude, I, in, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was a little bit of money, Matt, I'd yeah. say, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll get the money shit. Yeah, you could just hear the, don't squander what I gave you, you mark. <laughs> that, that's kind of how it came off. It's yeah. like, you know, like, you know. But I li- I did like it a lot, Everyone though. else is going to say that it was bad, you know. Because I, I think he I, called I, himself iconic, and it's just like, I'm not, that's not. Is that not, what it was? Yeah, I, I didn't think that was incorrect. You know, Matt's been in the business for a while, so. But I did like how he set that up, you know what I mean, so. And then uh, I think from here we got what the uh, the official induction for oh, uh, yes. Inner Circle. Loved I loved how they the graphics for this it was great. It made it feel really special, <laughs> like it was like a draft or something or like a Hall of Fame induction. But yeah, we got the Inner Circle induction induction. I can't remember who who was the artist, but uh, I was trying to look it up before uh, we got there. But they were you know they had the Are You Ready to Rock and Roll with Me playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we did it the MJF official in in uh, induction. Mm-hmm. Into the inner circle, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, Jericho uh, comes out. He uh, actually, uh, for one, I, the one thing I noticed, I was like, he came out solo dolo. I'm like, yeah, that was interesting. But uh, you know, he gets joined later as I get there. Uh, Jericho introduces uh, MJF mm-hmm. as well as uh, Wardlow, and that's why one, one thing else I noticed. He said two new members, so yeah. it's not just MJF. Which that means MJF can get kicked out and Wardlow can be like, no, nah, I'm I'm straight. Though I'm sure because of whatever contract, whatever you know, it, there's gonna be some sort but of. But I could totally there, see yeah. Jericho like, uh, uh-uh. 
This is inner circle business. Yeah, Max. Or, may, or maybe he's got a new contract with Jericho. Who what, what, what was what does Jay even stand for? Jackass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, MDF uh, uh, enters the ring and steps up. Well, for one, Jericho. Uh, that's why I love they had the the custom inner inner circle podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he said for the first time since they formed, they're adding two new members. Uh, introduces, uh, he said, the OGIC, yeah. which I thought the was pretty funny. Circle. Uh, with Ortiz, Santana, Hager, no Sammy. Um, Ortiz already looking bothered and shaking his head the whole time. Uh, they said they don't know where Sammy is. He said he'd be right back, and for whatever reason, uh, he's not there. They, they, yeah, Jericho is just kind. Of, I guess we'll move along. I'm hoping he makes it. Like, yeah, he, I was. He didn't I was seem to know what was going. I was on. thinking like I thought y'all remove as a team. Yeah, like, yeah, we, like like you should wait till he's he like because he said I saw him earlier today. I don't know where he's at. It's just like you sound irresponsible. You sound <laughs> you almost or you actually almost sound responsible, and that's a weak uh, alibi. Yeah, boy. Anyways, uh, MGF comes out. Uh, he does this. Kind of this emotional shtick about how you know his father put him out in the cold to <laughs> yeah. to, to live in the world with only a million dollar loan, but he made it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, has, he says he has some poetry he liked to read for his. He said, "I think my homies from Proud and Powerful might might dig this." Mm-hmm. Uh, as he uh, re- re- as he goes and recites uh, Drake lyrics. Yeah, uh, uh, all me, all me. Yeah, go and check that out, guys. Uh, or then to which Ortiz calls him out and says again, you know, for, for one that's Drake, and he said he doesn't belong in the inner circle. Uh, and then, you know, interesting enough, Jericho says, you know what, if there's an issue here, it's on me. I'll take the heat. Yeah, because yeah. I'm the one who set the, the stipulation. And lost. I'm yeah. the one who lost. So, you know, and, and but that also interesting, you say he kind of enforces that everyone make it work. Like, this is a team yeah. effort now, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, MJF then claims he doesn't even know who Drake is while also saying, I started from the bottom while now I'm here. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and then celebrates uh, Jericho's birthday, for those that didn't know, because it was his birthday on mm-hmm. the 9th. Um, with uh, a Vegas tickets uh, yeah. on him, yeah. on him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was kind of what the, the end of that segment. Yeah, right? I love too how he said, "I've been in this business for five long years." <laughs> when he's talking about, you know, he goes on about the loan and everything, and it's like five long years. You know, it's great. But uh, MDF was they didn't disappoint. But I, I something that stuck out was like, like you said, Sammy wasn't there. I was like, does he get a ticket? We'll see. So. Uh, from here, we got a review of uh, the Young Bucks uh, against FTR. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also we get into a Young Bucks backstage interview with uh, Barb Brady. Is he uh, on fire tonight or what? I mean, he was like, they had him running around. <laughs> he was, he, like, but he I, he just seemed so robotic. Like, I can't believe I'm doing I this. Can't, I'm doing this again. And then, whew, <laughs> just lunches back instantly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> did, did, oh, oh, we kicked this guy. Yeah, we we kicked him in the lip. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. We kicked <laughs> yeah. so many of you guys. We don't. You oh, guys, man. you all look the same. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, we get an interview. We get, uh, you know, they they uh, pretty much get asked about, you know, what's next for the Young Bucks, even though I'm like, dude, geez, just chill out. They just yeah. want them. Like, God. Like, yeah. You guys are so super serial already. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they, they pretty much uh, summarize that they are the new top guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even, you say, Bucks out at the end of their promo. But before yeah. then, they ended up apologizing to Barb Brady for super kicking him in the face. But they also, uh, you know, they talk about what's next, and uh, they grant what I thought was a championship match, but you're saying it may just be like an exhibition. Yeah, I think it's a regular uh, match. To this up-and-coming team that just, you know, secured their uh, first win on Dark, like, I guess, earlier this week. So mm-hmm. 
top flight. I mean, I'd be kind of mad if I was like the hybrid too. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because that could that really could have been a spot for them. I I agree. Or, or I mean, I'm just saying like it was it's like oh, oh tag teams that need wins on on dark. That's all. Yeah. That's all we needed to get noticed. Yeah, around speaking here. of tag teams on dark, I noticed that TNT, which is actually Devon's yeah, Devon's uh, twin yeah. boys, they they debuted. I think so, uh, so. it's was it they, Terrence and uh, oh, maybe Terrell. Yeah, maybe. Terrence and Terrell. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, they yeah. lost against Chaos Project, but uh, I thought that was interesting. You no, know? yeah, pretty, pretty. Because uh, it mean, led me to think, like, how co- how is Bully Ray not have an AEW contract? Like, he would get so many people over right now. As a heel, I mean, but I digress. I, I wouldn't want to see him in the. Re- I mean, I, I'm not against Bully wrestling, but I don't think he needs the rest for AEW. Uh, I just think he could help break new stars. I mean, I, I put like this: I'd rather it be him the, being the one tossing around Darby than than Brian yeah. Cage, who yeah, or like Jungle like, Boy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that easy, but mm. uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, but from here we get uh, a match we were supposed to get, I believe, two weeks ago, but we had to wait a little bit due to, to uh, you know quarantine health uh, yeah. reasons and i wanted to see uh, this, shout right? out to scorpio sky because he actually was uh negative but you know he just definitely yeah. you know for the sake of his own health uh but it was sean spears with tully yeah uh versus scorpio sky uh i know i say this a lot but it is what it is good competitive match between the two back and i forth. liked it i thought it I was did. a well-worked match it man. really was i mean Down the, the, the win everything the win i mean i, I like the finish but i felt like they could have uh not done so there was a lot of moving parts to the finish they could have they could have been a little bit more simpler with the same uh, out. Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, outcome. Outcome. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was like, you know where I'm going, twin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, you know, back and forth as far as punches being thrown and trading shops. Uh, you know, after overwhelming Spears with offense, Spears tries to uh, you know take a powder, but Scott gives chase, uh, maintaining the off- offensive advantage over his opponent. Uh, Spears catches Sky slipping though, so to speak, as he attempts a diving attack early in the match, but Spears uh, cuts him off with like an arm drag like throw from mm-hmm. the top to regain yeah. momentum. Uh, continues the attack by throwing Sky into the guardrails before hitting a pendulum uh, backbreaker. You don't yeah. see enough of that ma- anymore, dude. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's a staple in his move set too. He just mm-hmm. he hit the pull, but it was nice. It was, yeah, a little, a little oh, short, yeah. short arm bark, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky hits a jumping flatliner as both once again fight back and forth to regain momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, ref has been checking Spears' glove every so often in the match to ensure he's not fighting dirty, which I, I thought that was pretty, pretty, you know, yeah. s- small detail. But we always talk about the details, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, during picture in picture, though, it was worth. Uh, uh, bringing up that Spears did at uh, one point try to bring like the steel stairs mm-hmm. uh, and set them up for a spot, but you know, obviously, you know th- that's what they usually do. They 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 bring them out and then they set up a spot later in the match. So um, we get back to the stairs. Uh, Spears is attempting to throw Sky into the steps, but he like pretty much leaps and clears them. Yeah. Uh, before running on top of the the steps himself to try to go for a, a diving attack onto Spears, but. Uh, Spears uh, counters the game with like a glancing blow with the yeah. super kick, mm-hmm. uh, but follows up with like a, a, a what a sidewalk slam onto the steps. Yeah, I, what I liked is they didn't let that little bit, you know, like like they just because it didn't go flush, it didn't yeah. stop their movement. They just kept moving. No, yeah, and I, I mean, and, I and, like I, and it was one of the things That's where a real I was, fight, you know, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if the sidewalk slam was on the fly to to bring home, you know, to to just get that that heat that, spot, in, yeah, you know that I mean? bump, yeah. Which if not cool, but if so, I was like great thinking you know what mm-hmm. i mean and great trust you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah definitely um but yeah i thought i thought it was a, a good spot but uh yeah so uh yeah we did have the um the super kick but it goes into the sidewalk slam uh both men back into the ring as spears looks to end it but sky counters with a tko attempt uh spears then slips out to a attempted pin 
Uh, but Sky rolls through and uh, puts Spears in the Scorpion Deathlock, which I thought is it's a pretty good uh, spot for him to yeah, start doing. I love how Tony called it the Scorpio Deathlock. He has done the sharpshooter yeah. for a while, but I, I don't know what he calls it. You know, so. and uh, you know while while uh, Spears is blocked in, uh, and in Spears the, in, used to do it too. He yeah, won with he it usually one time. does. That's yeah, he, because you know that Canadian factor. Yeah, you know I mean. Um, but, you know, while he is locked in into the sharpshooter, the ref is kind of occupied with both men. Uh, Tully slips a slug hidden under another glove in uh, Spears' corner. Uh, but then once uh, Spears is able to get to the rope and get that rope break from the death lock, uh, Tully kind of distracts the ref. And uh, it, it, well, this is the part that I thought was a little bit convoluted. He, 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 he distracts the ref, and then he brings the ref close, and then slips another, like, glove, like, over the ref's shoulder to, to Sky. Yeah. Who then, you know, he has this whole bit where he's like, no, I'm not going to win that way and tosses the glove away. But then, of course, you know, that opening gives, you know, Spears uh, the opportunity. He needs to hit him with the uh, the loaded glove. Yeah. And, uh, it was a you good know. shot, too. No, it was. Yeah, it was. Like I said, good I think sell, he, he, he could have just like Telly could have just uh, distracted the ref without the whole other glove spot. You yeah. Know, that, yeah, I agree. Uh, but, you know, yeah, yeah, we did get the a definitive winner here as uh, Sean Spears gets to win. Honestly, a program between these two, like like I said, I thought it would be good. We finally saw the match between the two. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I, I wonder mean, if it's over though. I, I really think this this feud can make both guys and make people start to care about both guys. And not that they don't already, but you know, Scorpio Sky was piping hot at one point, but they yeah. kind of like regulated him to, uh, freaking dark, and then now he's finally getting his spots back on the show. And I, and I would same with Spears too. Yeah. You know? And I would dare say, you know. Uh, Sky and Hobbs are probably going to be the most marketable guys of color, which is a huge deal. You know what I mean? Because we haven't seen that much representation since the launch of Dynamite. Like in spurts, yes, Scorpio Sky was one of the first tag team champions. But, um, you know, it's just stuff like that, that that you, as a fan, you look for. But, yeah, no, I mean. Especially when you hear, the like, the stats on their win-loss record, too. Yeah, because like, hey, they, they were big on saying either way, both men were going to get ranked, you know, I mean, at the end of the match. And I think they both made the top five as a result. Somehow, yeah, and so. both had a pretty impressive uh uh, win-loss record, and you know, individually, too. So that's why I was like, this is actually a pretty good match, especially, like, ranking-wise. Yeah. You know, they always say, like, the wins and losses matter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I digress. As uh, we get into this weird kind of – I call it weird just because of the circumstances. You know, they pitch it back to Dasha, who was supposed to be back there with Kenny Omega, who's yeah, not there, weird. and said that he had to leave. And then all of a sudden they pitch it back to, again, Bar Brady, Mark Vez, as yeah. they say, mm-hmm. uh, who's, like, running him down in the parking lot. And I didn't know if this was shoot, like he actually had to leave or not. That's why I was like, oh, this is this is kind of weird. Or is he maybe yeah, just – It was interesting. Or maybe he was just acting like big time. I don't know. Anyways, he catches up with Kenny Omega. Uh, and, you know, here's some quotables here that I, I thought were pretty much uh, the, the main message here. He says that uh, he's going to be leaving his position as the afterthought and getting into his position as the number one contender spot uh, because Moxley holds something that he wants, something he needs, and that's the AW Championship. And the championship is the key to taking what he's taken from him. And I thought this was actually a really good uh, portion, you know, as far as like yeah. well, what to add to the story. Because you couldn't have planned this, but it works well between these two guys. It and does. And he the refers to statement makes sense. Yeah, but you know the fact that he he refer he said what you taken from me. He's talking about Moxley being on all these magazines and being yeah. referred to as the best person in wrestling right now and being revered and and it's funny because that was Kenny. What two three years ago? Yeah, you know so. It is crazy, you know, the PWI, you know, list and everything. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's almost down to a T. So, yeah. you know, obviously he wasn't doing, you know, all these tournaments in New Japan and all this stuff. But uh, it, it is pretty uh, a pretty good layer. I thought it was a really good uh, way of trying to, like, you know, make it, a, you know, not just relying so much. And, oh, it's the, 
the rematch from from the big match that got you guys interested in this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did like the, the other things he had to say where he, uh, he basically said it's time uh, for him to reassume that role and uh, that responsibility of being the best in the world. Uh, he kind of teases the fact that their match at Full Gear went unrecorded by saying that they've never had a regular match. And like, you know, we've never met ever. Ne- yeah. Never, ne- never. He said it felt eerily familiar, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I couldn't know? find it. Yeah. Uh, so they've never had a regular singles match with regular rules and said uh, this will be the biggest dynamite. Um, and that, yeah, that was pretty much I it. I mean, it was a good point because, like you said, I mean, because of the stipulation being. Uh, what is it? A dark, not dark. But yeah, uh, well, it was unsanctioned, unsanctioned. Meaning, yeah, like the winner lost wouldn't count on anybody's record, yeah. regardless. Lights so. out match. There you go. Yeah, it was one of the. And so, yeah, I, I just liked how he said, "Well, let's see how you do in a straight up match." You know, so straight. Yeah. But straight. Uh, uh, from here, uh, we did get a uh, women's division match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tay Conti taking on Red Velvet. Yeah, Tay Conti. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it either. Uh, I mean, real short and sweet as far as uh, the action here. Um, Tay looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple judo throws, vicious back kick. Uh, she had a, a one point a ripcord rock bottom that looked really good. Yeah. Uh, but dude, I, Jr. was like, I don't know. She he was calling. He called her out for her. I don't know if he if you saw which version you saw, but during the picture in picture, dude, I I do. I, I feel like they'd be trying to get away with some shit during the picture in picture because Jr. was calling her out for her facials being over dramatic. And saying that her punches, like calling her out for her ground punches, saying like I did see that well, she was that like, was a lot maybe, of energy. To wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like, she gets more, more uh, experience, under, yeah, yeah, she'll, she'll no, realize she wasted too much energy doing that. Yeah, oh, oh, he, he was like punching her shoulders. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh. I thought that was a little much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then the other thing that was weird is he also referenced like saying like, oh, I called a, a tournament match of hers back in her rookie year, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, so you're you know yeah, obviously referencing, around. yeah. yeah. Um, but we did get a win from Tay after, uh, you know, uh, she did come out with uh, Anna Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, Red Velvet did come out with uh, Brandy. Brandy Rhodes as yeah. well, which I thought we were going to see the return of Jade at one point. I thought um, we were going to get more on just the Anna Jay Brandy, you know, layer as well. That's, yeah, but, they kind of dropped that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's up with that. Well, but I we, guess they've been pursuing it on Dark. That's why this match happened. Oh, OK. So, because, yeah. you know, they, they did have Anna Jay uh, who kind of tried to entice uh Tay Conti with uh, the chair use, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which I was like, well, what's she going to do? Hit him and then win the match? Like, that was, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? Uh, but Tay does win with this uh, gory special uh, variation that rolled into like a, a, a go to sleep knee. I mean, the way I, I looked at it, I was like, that is the one person version of SCU's oh, yeah. finisher. I was going to say, it's isn't the that the SCU later? Basically. I was about to say yeah. that. I was like, isn't that the SCU later? Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. But yeah, like I said, good match for Tay Conti. Yeah. Um, I like I like seeing Tay good, or good Tai. It's one of the two, but yeah, t- yeah. Well, but I don't know. Is it Conte? Because <laughs> he, I was like, dude, I'm like, okay, pace Picante, calm down, yeah, Jr. I'm I like, know. I know you're mad at her right now, but jeez. jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, from here, we got uh, the inner circle with a backstage promo. Well, I guess most of uh, inner circle. Mm-hmm. And guess um, who's there again? Marvez. Marvez. Marquez, mm-hmm. as, uh, as he was called by uh, MJF. But they're there celebrating the Vegas trip again. Uh, you know, Sammy. Finally comes back, uh, comes into frame as they're talking about the Vegas trip, and he comes into frame, ta- you know, claiming MJF sent him an email telling him to meet him at the beach, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously nobody else was there. Uh, nobody else is even understanding where, you know, what, what this is in reference to or what the context is. Uh, but MJF claims he he sent a follow-up text basically saying not to be at the beach. The only other person who even commented on this supposed email uh, what? Or I'm sorry, a follow up email, not a follow up text. But anyone, the only other person who commented on the email was Jake Hager, who was like, I, I mean, I didn't get an email. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what that was about. I mean, it didn't didn't come off awkward, but it came off fishy, which is 
good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, Sammy says he never got it. MGF, you know, he promises that he sent him a text, but he he also gives him his uh, his ticket for Vegas. And uh, you know, I loved how Jr. was like. Better check that he's not in coach or yeah, because I'm waiting to, to think that's probably what's going to happen is they're going to show most of them wiling out in well, Vegas well, and then Sammy gets there late because he was like in the middle seat. Well, like no, no lie when when on they announce flight <laughs> when they announce Vegas, I was like, okay, I was like, I feel like they're going to do a segment where they show them like taking over Vegas and then mm. of course like when I saw this and then they had uh, Sammy with his ticket, I'm like, okay, the fact that they're putting more on this Vegas thing, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then they they announced it obviously. Yeah, they slay Vegas next week. Guys. They slay Vegas. I mean, what else did they announce? Because uh, I know we're obviously from here. We get to the last. Uh, bit. Yeah, we got. I believe it was. Um, oh, we had Cody and Darby yes, taking on uh, Team Taz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was also. Uh, oh, it was Kip Sabian taking on uh, Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. I believe, yeah. And, and besides that, it was they were just letting us know more about the uh, oh we got young bucks and top. Yeah, flight. I was about to yeah, say yeah. that we had the young bucks and top flight. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, uh, we did have this uh, uh, Eddie Kingston promo mm-hmm. um, as he comes out before uh, the main event, which is Pentagon L Zero Miedo taking mm-hmm. on his brother Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, new shirt, which I, I definitely plan on getting. Uh, yeah, I, I was it. digging it. I think I said, "What live for this, die for this." And it, if you look closely. Um, he puts he puts like a single scribble D between the E from live and the D from die. So it's so like it says live. Eddie. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? Oh, yeah, shit, it, okay. it, yeah. I was looking at it today. I was like, okay, he. I don't know who designed this, but it's pretty. Yeah, pretty I gotta well check done. that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty nice. It was pretty mm-hmm. nice. Uh, yeah, new shirt says he'll uh he'll never stop and uh, will be world champion. Mm-hmm. Got to got to keep that alive. Yeah. Uh, then he introduces uh Penta. He, did, he did admit to quitting, though. I, I thought. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He admitted to quitting, but said he's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he pretty much introduces Penta versus Phoenix. Says it's going to be the the best match. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, uh, I I know my name. I don't need you to tell me more what my name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he has the commentary, so I thought that was interesting. Always, always enjoy Eddie on commentary. Oh yeah, know? he keeps it very raw. But uh, yeah, we did get uh, the brothers, uh, the brothers Lucha, if mm-hmm. you will, um, mm-hmm. that are, uh, I mean, it was weird because they were like acting like, I'm like, well, they just fought like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys are acting like this is the first time again. But uh, back and forth as expected from their first match, you know, I just referenced it. Uh, Eddie on commentary, Tony asking all the right questions here about uh, what's been going on with the Lucha brothers and making sure to point out that, uh, you know, before Eddie was around, they were more of a unit from now where they seem to be a little bit off, uh, you know, not, a, a bit, yeah. Yeah, not, not necessarily on the same page, um, which I thought was uh, a pretty good, like, again, a good uh, summation to, to get to because, you know, a lot of people have been, been kind of making that. I mean, we've talked about it like, yeah, why do they keep giving uh, Phoenix a short end of the stick? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, he just hammers in how much best friend, how, how much of a best friend he is to Penta. And it's just like Ray Phoenix, who's renowned with his brother as one of the best tag teams. And I mean, we'll say history, really. And he's just like being treated as Penta's little brother, which is like insane. You know, so. I mean, like one of the best high flyers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I think he even says, "All I did was point out some things that they didn't notice, and then they got upset with each other." That's not I, my I, fault. I, I don't control people. I mean, he said some people say I'm I'm very persuasive. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> uh, say that. Uh, <laughs> it's like he, he just winds people up and nah, yeah, he, them, he, you yeah. Know? Uh, but then you know, it, this match took a turn for like a in a weird way because then you had. Not weird, but you know, in the way I didn't think it was gonna go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. 
uh, Penta actually rips open a majority of Phoenix's mask. Straight up, and yeah. dude, Tony was on point with his. Uh, w- 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 it's funny because yeah, it at, be on one at one end he was acting like, "Oh, these luchas faces are grotesque. Don't <laughs> ever take off the mask. What are you doing?" <laughs> like, yeah, you know. But but he was actually protecting you know the sanctity and, and, oh, and the culture. Just, this yeah, the, the, just the sacred t- tradition of that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, consequences that usually comes with that. Yeah, sites, uh, it would have been a DQ if they were in loot, you know. Yeah, uh, which, which of course uh, Eddie, Eddie comes Libre back rules. to later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he rips open a majority of Phoenix's mask. Uh, Excalibur gets at Eddie when he uh, misspeaks a little bit on uh, Penner and Phoenix. It was yeah. a weird little exchange. And I think that was during the picture in picture. Yeah, too, so you know, I don't know if everyone heard that, but yeah, it was a weird tone. I yeah, yeah. He, like Eddie was trying to catch him on something and he had told him, you know, he actually was telling Eddie to shut up. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, this is weird because based on Eddie's character you wouldn't tell a guy like that shut or, up or he wouldn't just take that yeah right? exactly yeah. And, and i think it was just as simple as he accidentally called phoenix penta or vice versa yeah that's yeah. all it was mm-hmm. uh and then you know what he say? oh yeah go ahead and slam your pencil down tough guy and then he's like at least it wasn't my phone and i was like mm-hmm. bte spoiler yep <laughs> uh but uh P- penta with the majority of the offense here uh, yeah. ever since he you know he, he kind of I guess disorients uh, Phoenix with the mask thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, Tony, uh, he goes for a package power driver, but Phoenix counters, starts to regain momentum, hits a huge double springboard, uh, kind of inside out uh, Hurricane Rana, mm-hmm. followed by the handspring cutter for a near fall. Then Looked he, nice. Yeah, it did. Uh, then he gets, uh, you know, tit for tat. Uh, you know, it's time to pay the piper as he rips open Penda's mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, ripped open a grip of that. Yeah, grip it at me. Yeah. I was like, super crazy. Uh, <laughs> Penta hits this. I, I don't know. It was like a flipping reverse DDT. It was yeah, almost he, like a he like did a, it before. So it was like a standing natural selection almost. Yeah, it was so, pretty crazy. Because remember, we talked about how rough he he treated his brother after he. Oh, went that for was that, what that move that was. Head scissors, and he yeah. landed on his head, and then he hit that, and it didn't look as flush. No, but we were okay. still like, dude, that was right after the bump. So yeah, he I, went I mean, right back to it. Yeah, that was okay. Now, now that you mentioned it, I do remember that. Mm. Uh, Penta goes for it again, but Phoenix counters and uh, hits Penta with a twisting tornillo to the outside. Looked nice. Uh, yeah, real nice. Uh, follows up with a swanton bomb that looked nice as mm. well. Uh, they fight to the apron, and Penta hits a package pile driver on oh. the apron. Yeah, it looked nasty. Uh, but then follows up with a diving destroyer off the apron onto the floor. And commentary notes how it was a neck injury that kept Phoenix from continuing yeah. on to the second round of the Eliminator you know, uh, tournament. So... It, it's you, you just really get caught up in the emotions here. It's like, why I mean, would you yeah, because your brother at this point, Eddie? yeah, they're, they're talking about how it's like it's too much, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Eddie's kind of being a little bit like, though, I do love when he did disingenuous rip off, about, uh, about some of it, yeah, because when Phoenix went to rip uh, his brother's mask in return, that should be a, yeah, that should be a DQ, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he, there's problems there, but not when Penta's doing it to Ray, which I thought was, you know, his good, best friend good, Penta, yeah, good, good commentary, though, man, that should. What he said, Phoenix should be disqualified right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, he hits the, the the destroyer additionally to the to the package pile driver on the apron, mm. throws him back in the ring for another package pile driver for the win. I was surprised. I'm surprised but, they're not but, calling. But you. then you know when you think about it, like he he was getting his win back. So yeah, de- no, yeah, definitely. I'm. It's just weird to hear him say package pile driver because I've heard it called Fear Factor for so long. So well, I don't know yeah. if that's owned by like well, I I, 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 I I've heard something. him call it the Fear Factor when he does the stomp, like when they do it. It's a double team move. I've heard, I've heard him call it the Fear Factor. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe. Um, but, but yeah, that was a dope match. But yeah, we did get a, a post match promo here from uh, from Eddie Kingston. Uh, he literally, dude, he literally like pretty much kicks Phoenix yeah. out the ring while congratulating his best friend Penta yeah. L Zero. Who was that again? He congratulated. It was a, a Phoenix. No, no, it, it was. I think it was his best friend Penta. Oh, 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 oh yeah. In, in case you guys friend. think it, it's his best friend. 
His best friend. His, Who? Uh, his, his best friend. His best friend. His, <laughs> his hermano. Um, his his, <laughs> uh, <laughs> his carnal. Um, his bestest friends. His he's like, best, he, says, the, he says the, the world's best, champions. The world's my best friends. Yeah, my bestest friends. Uh, then he, he starts in on how he needs uh, pretty much to ditch the dead weight and leave his brother. Yeah. Uh, before Pac's music hits. And yeah. it's the return of Pac. Uh, or Pac, yeah, just <laughs> uh, who tells Eddie that he has made a huge mistake mm-hmm. and uh, storms the ring before reps and officials separate them both. I put it like this. They did a great job making sure these two did not touch. They really did because not just how fast they got in there, not with how they maneuvered, it's one person that showed me how well of a job they did. And that was that was uh, Rick Knox was yeah. sweating his ass off. Yeah. Like trying to get and I was like, wow, these dudes is really working right now. Like they're really that like if he's sweating to get in the middle of these two men who are not ever gonna touch each other, like in real like, reality, yeah, like, 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 but they like, gotta put on the perception. Yeah, this whole this whole yeah. act like 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 we're not gonna. We're we're not. We're gonna do what we can to make it look like it. Y'all just gotta get there yeah. in time. And That's commentary it. did note that the reason why there was an immediate separation is that Eddie is not cleared to compete yet since the I Quit match. So I that thought that was sense. something they should have said maybe in the beginning yeah. or asked them about on commentary. Yeah. And then because they did add it at the end, but it's like a. Oh, that just seemed to conveniently get dropped in your ear. <laughs> well, yeah, it was one of those things, like, too, where, where he only talked about the match real briefly in the beginning and said, you know, yeah, yeah he, go, he was a better man that night, and that's all I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know they could have they could have still ran that and said, yeah, we, we understand that you're, not, you're still not cleared. I don't want to talk about it. Yep. Tony. Tony. Asking me all these kind of questions. You, you better tell him, you better calm down before I smack you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can somebody hear me back there? I'm about to smack Tony. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I, oh, man. It's like, Brit, Brit. <laughs> yeah, for real. What? I miss Brit. <laughs> yeah, Rebel needs to be flanking him. Oh, man. Uh, dude, how come we're not following up on this whole Rebel uh, stalking Chris Jericho shit? Oh, okay. So I know why. That is a That happened at the debates. That's why. it's a. It was a nod to a lady that came up and oh. thought like Trump was like just... Ah, Damn you know. it! I, yeah. I really want because I was thinking that they should show them in Vegas, and she's just like she just pops up and like it's just like smiling. Hey. And <laughs> she's like the bellhop, but no, like she she doesn't even get like found. Like yeah, oh, actually that might be like good. hey, welcome to and he's that, like that old gag. Yeah, maybe that, she's at MGM. That would be funny. Uh, you know, they got it's, it's me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! But yeah, that was uh, I believe that was the end of the show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, was yeah was, I mean, week. yeah, like you said, it was pretty packed. Um. I did like most of it, but yeah, that whole uh, the, the the Jade Cargill thing really really threw me. The whole Shaq. I, thing. I think that that segment does stand out because it's not that there's nothing that comes with that, but it's a lot. It's very convoluted, and I think yeah. that's why it stands out. I mean, I I think we're all still shocked that it it's Shaq that they're talking about. I think we're shocked that this new character emerged. We're shocked that Brandy, who's been showing herself as more mild mannered, is can go there when she needs to yeah. as an angry wife. I and I think it. we were shocked that Cody called out MJF. So. Cody was like, damn, girl. Yeah, yeah. to me, I felt like he was like, hey, don't touch me. I, I, I got, I'm got, married to a sister now. He's like, no, <laughs> you know I mean? no, no, no. I'm thinking like as he's watching his wife, he's like, damn, girl, read her her right. <laughs> I'm yes. telling you, that was the right <laughs> action. <laughs> With the list, yes. Yes, yes babe. That yes. was lit. That was lit. <laughs> uh. Make her say, uh. <laughs> Running for Senate. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 
but yeah, that was uh, that was done, man. I guess we'd be remiss though if we didn't bring up obviously the the huge announcement that they had uh, AW Games. Yeah, that's um, right. Releasing they... three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think two mobile and one uh, current and slash next gen. I mean, the only thing I could I could really count to be honest uh, to comment on is like the obviously I'm more interested in, in the current next gen stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we kind of got cheated this year. I mean, even though they did come out with a uh, battlegrounds with battlegrounds, which uh, it's still it's, it's crazy. I didn't know it was on sale for PS4 as well. Yeah, um, I thought that was just strictly mobile type type of situation. But, oh no 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 no. Um, but yeah, I mean, we you know we didn't get the, the after the 2K20 debacle. You know, we didn't really get anything uh, substantial or as far as like a, a I, I don't want to say a replacement or like a ma- I guess a, a successor. Receipt. A great receipt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Um, but you know, uh, looking at you know, because that was the thing. I I actually missed the announcement. I remember you asked me about it, but I you know I was actually uh, uh with uh, some of the boys from GCF. Um, check them out again. November rain uh, dropping uh, t- actually tomorrow on uh, video on demand. Boom. Um, but yeah, I was with them while doing some uh commentary doubleovers and stuff like that, and then they had asked me about it, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's the deal with that? You know, they had, uh, apparently they they were telling me like. Yeah, they kind you know they they said they were going for like like the no mercy look, you know. Here comes the pain, stuff like that. You know, stuff we heard before, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously they, as you said, they referenced in like the the longer video in the actual release. Yeah. Um, and we you know, but the, the, their attitude, they're like, yeah, it kind of reminds me, you know, a little bit over exaggerated on the bodies. It kind of reminds you a little bit of alleged wrestling, which I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's alleged wrestling was fun. I could get with that. Yeah, it's got like an arcade. I think yeah, aesthetic, and, but yeah. But, but then they they also said like like WWE All Stars almost. I'm like, oh, I don't like I don't like that. But then I had a chance to really look at it myself, mm-hmm. and you know, really kind of uh, check out the 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 uh, trailer. And I mean, for me, I thought you know the game would look a little bit more realistic. Like I, I you know, I thought we were gonna you know like you said like a modernized version of No Mercy, but. Uh, you know, I, I would have rather a little bit more realistic to like the 2K games, but I understand they have to do their own thing. Um, but uh, I think one thing that's uh, a, a huge, obviously, like a uh, strength to them is that they teamed up with Ukes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, Ukes, who's worked with WWE and all those games from before, dude, they have like the shell programs, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, they got a strong rapport in the wrestling game community. But I mean, like, even with like the universe modes and mm-hmm. GM modes and custom creations type stuff, they already know how to build that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, some from prior stuff. So. That and I mean, when you pretty much think about how their entire roster is probably the guys who they went to to mocap half this stuff from before. I mean, like, pretty much the the options are endless if, in terms of move sets. You know what I mean? But I, I'm still looking forward to it. I saw, like I said, the graphics look. I, I could see where people were getting what you know what they were, uh, the idea they were coming up with. But I, I'm gonna wait and see, man. I'm gonna wait and see. Yeah, it, you know? it look it looks cool. I mean, I think they were right to go with Jericho and Kenny. Um, I didn't mind Sheeta, but I, I think because they were like, oh yeah, you know, you're gonna be able to do things you couldn't do before. Yeah, that, and that's why a lot of games l- allow you to to fight. You know, unless it's intergender matches, unless it's a fighting say. game, like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's maybe where like Kenny's input and, came. And right? I'll be honest, like I feel like you did, you could fight female talent in the past, but it didn't make sense to. You know, Very like true. like it was like maybe in a Royal Rumble situation, maybe like here comes the pain or something like. But I, it seems like they're really gonna they're gonna allow you to do more intergender stuff because with Sheeta being in, I thought that was kind of cool though. 
they kept coining dream match and i was like well, i want to see Sheeta going against omega but i get what you're saying you know what i'm saying so but um yeah it, 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 it at least gives Keller. us <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it, it gives us something to look forward to um yeah. i mean the other games seem cool it's a casino game the other ones i believe like a gm mode on the go which i thought was pretty cool given how deep the roster is so it, it, we'll see what goes they, they say next year so um uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what they got in the in the can man yeah definitely but uh, i think it's uh time for that uh the nxt hookup for uh for the week my yeah, definitely. Let me go ahead and bring us home with the final review we got for this week. NXT, it is Veterans Day. We did get a vignette to kick it off. You know how they like to really, you know, show their support for the troops. I, I did hear, I think, like, uh, what is it, Tribute to the Troops might be coming back in December. Um, but anyway, hmm. I digress. We That's kick it off with uh, Johnny Gargano, middle of the ring. He's got a uh, wheel of challengers. And uh, basically All he of a oh, yeah, you know, he <laughs> loves wheels. And so he opens the show. You know, he's got the belt. He welcomes the audience. And he, he's telling them, don't disrespect his wheel. <laughs> you know, But he talks about being the first ever two-time North American champion and admits like, you know, how he, he has lost his first title defense, highlights how the same thing happened when he had the NXT title, um, and even says, you know, I, I think I have a curse, but he vows to use the wheel to break it. Uh, he says, you know, one spin will give a challenger an opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, when where there's a wheel, there's a way, you know, and uh, the chant uh, uh, chanting of spin the wheel come in from the audience. Uh, and Leon, Leon Ruff is uh, whose name is written on a piece of tape on this thing. I and mean, it's really weird how it gets to, to that name and makes you wonder, hmm, is this rigged? And he, he's you know. uh, he's a uh, part of the w- one of the talents from the Evolve roster. Yeah, that got picked yeah, up. one of the new signees as well. Yeah, next to like Anthony Green and another person that yeah, they picked uh, up over there. I believe it's uh, but we've Randy seen Lauren. We've seen yeah. him there before, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah, Randy mm-hmm. Lauren. And then, but I know he goes out with the um, I hate to say it like this, I can't remember her name, but she's uh, the the black referee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I can't remember her name right now. I follow her yeah, too. Yeah, but she was the newest one that got they got her uh, got her shot on it. Yeah, so yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Johnny introduces Leon Ruff to the ring, and then he he does this funny thing where he poses for a picture on the hard cam with him in the middle of the ring, like to be like, "Hey, let's you know, let's cement this moment. <laughs> this is your chance, kid." You know, it's pretty funny. Uh, th- this is basically the match. Johnny takes a cheap shot to start it off. Uh, we see Ruff with some evasive offense that gives him some steam before Johnny sends him off the apron, and he uh, clips his knee on the steps on the way down. Uh, Johnny whips Ruff hard into the barricade, and then he notices Priest is watching from behind the plexiglass uh, on that certain section of the uh, barricade, and he basically mocks him by shooting an arrow at him, and then he kind of turns his back to talk trash to the camera. He's like, yeah, I'm Damien Priest. You know? <laughs> I'm stupid. You know? He and outside he, the club trying yeah, to get in. And it's, he doesn't realize Priest kind of leaves and reemerges on the other side, standing behind the barricade where there's no glass. And it spooks Gargano back into the ring. And he's just like, what the hell? And Ruff rolls him up for a surprise schoolboy, but uh, Gargano does escape, and he takes his head off with his monstrous uh, clothesline. Gargano escapes. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, Johnny then hits the lawn dart, then turns his attention back to Priest at ringside. And Johnny signals for the basement super kick, but uh, Ruff ducks. And uh, he pins Gargano with that crucifix driver that uh, Austin Aries used to do. For the win, Leon Ruff is the new North American champion. Uh, post-match, you see uh, Johnny's in bewilderment, disbelief. Priest is laughing his ass off at him. Uh, commentary calls Ruff's win like the biggest upset in history. And then it, a really fun bit where you see Priest is on the, on the ramp celebrating the win with Leon and puts the belt around his weights. But Leon is so slender that the belt slides down all the way down to his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> wait wait 
it's like, but like, but the too, belt, but the belt was just on Johnny. So how much smaller is he I, is exa- than Johnny? Ex- exactly, like, bro. Exactly. Uh, this takes us to the next bit. We get a backstage segment oh, where Leon walks in, standing ovation from his peers. Mackenzie's no, there. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's funny, man. And, and and Mackenzie tries to get a uh, comment, but uh, Damien interrupts and says, "Hey, you know, he warns Ruff. Johnny's gonna be coming through that curtain any minute to kick your ass. Take my keys. It's the Dodge. Like, just get out of, you know, get out of Dodge, basically." And uh, uh, he he obliges he obliges and takes off in a hurry. Johnny comes storming in, looking for Leon, and he blames Priest for some reason before shoving him, and then. Regal's there, and uh, with some referees, they separate Priest and Johnny. And Priest just says, "Man, you might you might be cursed because the way you choked was incredible." And he gets so pissed off, and uh, keeps then he starts blaming Regal for the wheel idea. And, play, uh, I, and I, I figured it. I figured it was gonna go back. Oh to the yeah. To the wheel. And then claims how much he hates wheels. Everyone knows that. And, and and saying why would he do something like this? You know. And Priest reminds him, "Hey, this was your idea." And uh, while Gargano tries to plead with, with Regal that he should reverse the decision, but because uh, he says there was no contract in place, but we don't really get an answer to that. Uh, this takes us to Santos Escobar. He is now defending for a second time his cruiserweight title against Jake Atlas. Um, they do show some footage from earlier in the day jake is shown inside of his car with the cameraman and uh he sees ldf coming out of the gym and now he goes to attack joaquin with the lead pipe uh seeing how he already got raul last week but he is there but still limping uh atlas basically makes it clear you know last week i got him i got him today there's only one more person i gotta get and he points at santos you know and uh challenges santos anytime anywhere and uh, leaves wild laying in the street and gets back in his car. So this is kind of the reason we have this match. Did, did he? Did he? How do you say? Because I remember last time he kind of he remember he he low key ran off on the homie. Yeah, he, he <laughs> did. Well, Joaquin got what he was. He was I just needed to get that sewn up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, the match starts off. Both men exchange uh, some strikes, and and uh, before Escobar gets the upper hand, uh, you see Escobar. Uh, he locks Atlas in a modified octopus stretch uh, at one point to wear him down. Uh, he counters a tilt a whirl head scissors and. And then continues to grind Jake down. It's a lot of heel working over under type stuff you see in this thing. And uh, Atlas starts to make a comeback. And then you see LDF is kind of trying to get his attention. So he takes them out with kicks and then pulls the lead pipe from underneath the the, the uh, apron and hits them with it. Now, normally I've seen a ref throw out a match when that happens. Instead, yeah. he throws out LDF, which, mm. which, which is kind of weird because I just felt like, well, that I seems like it, enough. I guess to, it's up to the refs' uh, discretion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one, one, you know, one ref's discretion might not be, you know, Drake. Drake might be like, "No, nah, I'll let that shit go." Yeah, for real. <laughs> but uh, a- Atlas hits his springboard blockbuster for a near fall. Uh, we get a running double knees in a corner by Santos, followed by Avalanche Frankensteiner. Uh, he nails Atlas with a frog splash as well for two. Uh, Atlas does get a German suplex and goes for a wrist lock arm drag, but is shoved to the floor by Escobar, which I thought was a really good uh, heel work counter, I should say. Uh, Atlas does beat the clock, though, and uh, he hits, uh, he runs into a jumping calf kick from Santos. And it was weird because he goes for the cartwheel DDT, but Santos blocks him by, when he when he flips over, he, he gets him in the butterfly hold, and then snaps off that butterfly like face buster oh, yeah, yeah. for like, the win. It's so, like a like a front knee breaker or face breaker kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. And the only thing else to add to it is you could kind of see post match like Santos has the facials that show like how hard of a matchup that was. Like he was really close to losing his title. So I thought that was interesting. Uh we get a brief backstage segment with Dexter Loomis who is uh, crowded around a few peers and he's shown drawing a photo of Cameron Grimes running away from the zombie ref, which I thought was funny. 
Uh, this takes us to a Shotzi Blackheart promo. Uh, you know, she's basically saying when LeRae destroyed her tank last week, she destroyed a piece of her too because um, it represents uh, who she is and every challenge she's overcome in life. That was actually it, a good, good thing because it was uh, Veterans Day too. Yeah, exactly. And she goes to represents freedom and her family that's in the military. Uh, says they're not even, they're way past even, says that uh, she's not looking for payback or revenge. She's just looking to kick her ass. Uh, this takes us to the match that Zia Lee, or Zia Lee, I should say, requested last week, uh, which is uh, her versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, and it's, you know, the commentary reminds viewers that Zia did request the match. Her music hits, and she's nowhere to be seen. Uh, Boa okay. comes out, and he comes to the ring and tells Raquel that, hey, you know, she's not here. Raquel's pissed, and she's shouting about how she's the one who wanted the match. And Boa just kind of offers, like, an apology and then tries to leave. And Raquel, like, stiff boots him in the face. Like, I, I got Boa, it. for real? Yeah, man. And she beats his ass. Like, she beats him down on Kata. the floor. Whips <laughs> like, him around, like, around, like, into the plexiglass, into the oh, barricade. Shit. She's yelling at him in Spanish. It's, like, crazy. And then she rolls him back in the ring for another running boot. And then she yells about how, you know, she asked for this, you know, to Boa before she hits Boa with her finish. <laughs> like, it, it was Damn. crazy. Yeah, and uh, she warns Boa to keep her name out of their mouths. And uh, she walks off. And right as you think, like, the segment is done, you start seeing, the like, these red lights start flickering. There's an ominous music that cues in. And you see, like, a flying dragon on the Titan Tron, like on all monitors what? around, like like the the banner Titan Tron. Oh, on, so like yeah. everything that that's LED, it's covered with this. Exactly, and it's just okay. yeah, and you and it's just weird. The smoke emerges, and this older like Asian man, basically he he's got like this robe on, and he he just emerges from the smoke, and he's on the ramp, and he has an envelope in his hand. It's similar to what Boa's been carrying around to give to Zaya, and uh, Boa bows to him immediately, and then the man you see he marks Boa's hand with like this symbol. And gives him the envelope, and and then he reemerges back into the smoke, and what the Boa re he reads the letter, and 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 he looks really shook by the symbol that's on his hand, and that kind of ends that segment. Uh, this takes like, us like, to, like like he's been marked for something. Yeah, right? definitely, or 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 is yeah marked or been elected to do something. You know, like Smith, I don't know, sleeper cell, but I don't know. Triads need you, dog. <laughs> but uh, this takes <laughs> us to a uh, backstage segment with Austin Gray, who uh, is about to get interviewed when he gets. Absolutely blindsided by Tiff, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Thatcher just gets real aggressive. He's beating him down, uh, talking trash. And then they get actually close to where Loomis was shown drawing, and he throws him into the drawing. Uh, and then, of course, you know what comes next. He, you know, he's talking trash, and Loomis is on the scene now. And, you know, silent but violent look. And, you know, obviously he's angry about his drawing. And that, Thatcher kind of backs off and says he's got no problem with him at all, you know. But this will lead into a match that will – go on later in the night uh but before then we get tony storm uh versus candace Lorray. uh Lorray, she has a vignette that plays about how proud she was that she destroyed shotzi's tank calls storm a punk rock poser which i thought was crazy <laughs> but the uh match kicks off with uh tony she's dominating you're a with, pixie with, poser right <laughs> But uh, Tony's dominating with some mat work. Uh, she continues showing her prowess, and then uh, Candace kind of gets a hair grab, mat slam, uh, and then she, you know, to kind of turn the tables. Uh, Tony gets a basement drop kick, goes for the running hip attack she likes to do on the outside, but Lorray gets out the way, so she crashes her hip into the steps. 
Uh, Lorray kind of wears Storm down and hits that rolling neck snap she likes to do during picture in picture. Goes to the lion salt but misses and then eats a snap headbutt from Storm. Uh, leaves both women down. Storm, uh, she finally does hit that uh, hit that hip splash and uh, then she nails the bridging fisherman suplex, which I love the way she does it. Uh, only for two. Storm counters uh, Miss Lorray's wild ride that swinging neck breaker from the second rope, but Candice responds by countering her diving leg drop with uh, and hits the basement super kick, sort of like her husband, but not like her husband. I mean, she's trying to do it like Johnny, but she does not have like the pinpoint accuracy to throw oh, the kick. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. Where it looks like she's almost pulling the kick. You is know is it like like if uh, uh, Brie Bella is doing like, like yeah, Daniel Bryan? Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, basically Candice, uh, she wins the match. She grabs Storm's gear and does that thing where, you know, you, you pull someone into the turnbuckle oh, and yeah, then yeah, she yeah. Uh, rolls her up for a schoolboy, but gets the feet on the, on the rope for the extra leverage, gets the tainted win. Post-match, Storm's upset and actually starts fighting Larray when the ghost face Phantom slides into double team. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they put this the boots. I, this I did see too. So, oh, okay. Yeah. They put the boots to Storm in the corner. Shotzi comes in to make the save, but Ghostface hit, uh, hits Shotzi with the running boot. Helps uh, Lorraine with a uh, look like an assisted wicked stepsister before revealing herself as Indy Hartwell. That was a, another big um, candidate we had. I think we were trying to figure out if it was one person or two different people. Um, it, it will be interesting to see how she fits into this because I felt like there was no uh, cross streaming with Johnny's involvement of the you know power couple and how he you know did need that help and probably could have used that help in his match against Leon Ruff as embarrassing as that sounds out loud but you know I digress but uh we do get uh Brazongo backstage and uh basically they talk about how it took him 5 years to get the tag titles and it was all stolen away by Pat Mack of all people uh, they yeah. mentioned how he isn't a wrestler, nor can he understand what they do as wrestlers. Um, and then say, you're not going to see the usual fun Brazongo out there that's coming to fight. Uh, and, you know, they mentioned how they've won the belts before. They could do it again. And they, they vowed to become two-time champs. Didn't we say that they should have been on the job for the mystery of who who beat up Adam Cole? Uh, we said a lot of things that they could have I mean, they, I mean, that would have been even a better reveal like for for them Mm-hmm. If they would have interviewed like Oni and uh, Danny earlier, and they're like, "Piss off!" Like you know, they're yeah, taking them, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, what? Low blows?" And no, wait, but we ruled them out as suspects. Yep. And, yeah. Oh, they double crossed us, Dango. Oh, lost opportunities. Uh. <laughs> but we uh, next match we got Tim Thatcher going against Dexter Loomis. Uh, Thatcher kicks off the match. Or I'm sorry, I should say Dexter kicks off the match with a Thez press. Uh, Thatcher repeatedly targets Loomis's ankle. Uh, you know, as they remind everyone that he was responsible for taking Loomis out of that ladder match during the summer for Takeover 30. That's uh, what they say, but I think it's when he, he landed that fl- that flip. Yeah, dude. well, it didn't it didn't help because when he, <laughs> yeah, he's got true. that yeah, leg yeah. lock or that ankle lock after he's that like, spot. Hey, dude, so hey, it's it's a work. Right? It's a work, it's Thatcher. A work, man. But Thatcher, he drills uh, Dexter's ribs with some knee strikes. Then uh, he nails that rebound belly-to-belly suplex he likes to do. But Loomis absorbs the pain and starts doing that, like, slithering thing around the canvas, you know, on his knuckles where he, like, drags his legs behind oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah or, or I guess the Jesse from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jesse. Come on, Jesse. Come on, Dexter. Uh, Thatcher isolates Loomis's ankle, then transitions to a bow and arrow hold before uh, Dexter fights him off. We see a big spine buster from Dexter on Thatcher, uh, but he noticeably tweaks his right arm on the uh, dismount it looks like uh and thatcher he basically looks at that because when the action spills out to the floor he uh 
whips him shoulder first with the same arm into the ring post. Uh, we get a butterfly suplex, um, and we get three sets of two counts by Thatcher. You know that whole, now nah, I'm going to pin him again. No, I'm going to pin him again. No, I'm going to pin him again, and he didn't get it. You know, uh, Loomis counters. You, you don't the, see uh, that, that too much nowadays. But when That's happens, why I put that in my yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I was going to say, I felt like it, it was done proper. It was done it. proper, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Loomis counters a butterfly lock with a back suplex, and he uh, kips up for that big spinning leg drop. He does now the senton bomb, which looked really good, and then he rips his shirt off, brother, and goes for uh, the silence when Cameron Grimes shows up at ringside. Straight from the And moon. jumps on the apron. Uh, Loomis sees him, so, so he shoves Thatcher into Grimes and knock him to the floor. But Thatcher, uh, nonetheless, is able to regain control, locks in a uh, Fujiwara, uh, or he goes for like a Fujiwara crossface attempt, but then transitions it to a crucifix pin for the, for the clean win. Uh, post-match Grimes attacks Loomis from behind and, uh, you know, Thatcher takes off at this point, but Loomis tries to fight back. But what happens is Grimes targets the arm and then he has like this burlap sack in his back pocket and he put, he pulls it out and puts it over Loomis's face to cover his eyes. And then, uh, blindsides him with like tons of offense at ringside to the point where like he's able to blindly grab a chair and swings wildly, but Grimes is able to disarm him and he somehow is able to seat him down in the chair. And then he hits the cave in while he's sitting in a chair. And, uh, while he's on the ground, he lets him know like through the bag, like I'm no longer scared of you basically, you know? And just to follow up on that, um, he gets interviewed about it, and, and Grimes just says, you know, he's not afraid of ghosts, ghouls, or zombies, but admits he was afraid ghosts. of <laughs> But admits he was afraid of Loomis and his cold, dark, creepy eyes, which is why he covered his face and hit the cave-in. Uh, then he says, well, if you don't excuse me, you know, I got somewhere to be straight to the moon. And he just walks off. So I just knew if you didn't see that, I had to let Bro, you know. Bro, I'm telling you, we, we, did, they, did they need to do like an infomercial? It was like, Cameron Grimes, straight to the moon. Mm-hmm. Like like like, like a fragrance, the, yeah. The moon, <laughs> straight to the moon by Cameron Grimes. Oh man, we have uh, only a few things left. Champa, he has a vignette. Uh, he talks about he's approaching 16 years in the business. Says that over time, he's come across some real tough guys, guys like Harley Race, Killer Kowalski. Adds how they never took liberties or told you how tough they were because people just knew. And then he mentions how times have changed and mentions this 2020 locker room attitude that he's not a fan of. You know, he says everyone thinks they're a tough guy and supposes that's just the world we live in nowadays. You complain, get rewarded. You bark loud and long enough, people begin to fear that you actually have a bite. You know, actions without consequence and says maybe he's a bit old school and never thought he'd be the last of a dying breed, but says that he's going to change this locker room culture and cites himself as a solution. And before, you know, he does that storm off and he shoves a chair. You know, he does that. He, you know, he pulls the chair up. Hey, let's rap for a bit, guys. <laughs> let's take a knee. Hey, let's listen to what he's saying. He, he, he has the chair in a position where we can relate as, as urban hey, use. Exactly. Uh, this takes us to a prime target of Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Their match for the uh, rematch, I should say, for the title is next week. Uh, Ripley talks about her match at WrestleMania against Charlotte not being anything she imagined it would be due to, you know, obviously the crowd wasn't there so because of the COVID conditions and the way the match finished. Uh, you know, in they even show like that post-match clip, you know, where she like has to admit Charlotte was a little better than she expected, you know. And then they kind of fast forward to the footage of when Io wins the triple threat. And then you hear Shirai now. She says, you know, when you are a disciplined champion, you do not have emotions. You do not have setbacks. You do not have failure. I do not look back. 
every challenger has learned, every opponent has realized, I stop momentum. I defeat the best. Mm. Uh, says, Rhea, it has taken you months to recover from WrestleMania. Rhea, I am not afraid of the nightmare. Uh, Rhea, on her end, then says she does not, uh, you know, she, she does not quit, and people like Mercedes, Dakota, and Raquel, obviously her latest opponents, have figured that out the hard way. And uh, they show this guy, Sean Hayes, and, of course, Sarah uh, Amato. They kind of comment on both ladies, respectively, in their in-ring abilities. Sean Hayes? Who's Sean Hayes? I'm not too sure. But um, he's, he basically said uh, he, was, he was telling – he would seem to be very much on Rhea Ripley's side. So, But uh, EO says next week Rhea will go into the same emotional low state when she beat her while Rhea vows to retain the title, and uh, whether EO likes it or not. Uh, we also learned that Finn Balor is to address the NXT universe next week. So I thought that was something worth reporting before we finally get to this main event, which was the tag team title rematch. Brit and Brawlers with Pat Mack and Pete Dunne with, you know, going against Brazongo. And of course, before the match, Pat has to grab the fucking mic because there's a recap of what they did to uh, Killian Dane with, the, you know, the whole car door last week. And they, they did mention he's not cleared to compete. Uh, Pat grabs the mic, says how gorgeous it was to, relive, to relive that footage. And then adds about how the last two weeks, Pete Dunne has been an absolute terror in NXT. Uh, he commends his handiwork and, you know, courses are the best four-man group, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then he just brags about how he gets tweets from Tom Brady all day and finds out his business is valued at $150 million, et cetera. And because he's having – because of that, he's already having the best day before joining uh, commentary. And he really – Waste no time to annoy anyone listening on commentary. He's really rude on commentary, I will <sighs> say. Uh, but the match kicks off. All four men are brawling on the floor. Uh, Fandango, he back body drops Oni into the floor while Breeze catapults Birch into the plexiglass, you know, to really add to the brawling factor. Uh, we get quick tags by both sides as Pat trashes Vic Joseph on commentary. He calls him Michael Cole Jr., also, just you know, I get what, what? I, I so, get. So, so that, that's his beef with Vic Joseph because I remember last time we were talking about how he was just. To kind of take a pot shots for like no reason. Yeah, really. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I know Baka was trying to argue uh, on the flow show that it, it was cheap heat, but I think there's a difference be- yeah, between low hanging heat and cheap heat. Yeah, I was gonna say because sometimes cheap heat is not even worth it. It's like the the, the heat that you get, uh, you know, as a result is like bad heat. It's just it, like that was so bad. Boom. Ex- exactly. That was horrible. But uh, Tyler Breeze, uh, he nails only with a supermodel kick uh, outside on the floor, and then he tosses Birch into Pat on the commentary table. Oh, nice. Uh, Britain, uh, they grind Breeze down a little bit with some quick tags, and they knock Fandango off the apron. You know the, how they work their matches, Brazongo. It's always Breeze working under till he gets that hot tag. But Tough, uh, yeah, uh, we do see Lorcan tag in. He locks in a deep Boston Crab, um, but uh, Breeze is still able to get the hot tag. Fandango, he clears house. We see a Falcon Arrow, but Birch breaks the pin. Uh, Breeze hits another supermodel kick to Birch, then misses a slingshot cross body after Dunn pulls Birch out of the way, which I thought was really well done. Uh, Fandango then takes them all out with a senton plancha of his own. Uh, then he goes for a sunset flip powerbomb in the corner when Pat jumps on the apron to distract the ref. Don't know why, because during this time, Drake Maverick runs down. I, I figured he was going to come down. And uh, he he hits Oni with the, you know, a rope grip in Zaguri uh, behind the uh, ref's back. And uh, basically, he does hit. Uh, he like Matt runs or I don't say Matt. Pat sees Drake and runs towards him. So then Drake takes him out with a cannonball sent on while Fandango hits the last dance clean. And only gets a near fall on Oni Lorcan. I was very kind of pissed <sighs> off about that. It could have been it, huh? I felt like it kind of killed 
his finish a bit. Um, Dunn then takes out Maverick with a stiff-ass forearm smash. <laughs> then he throws Pat inside the ring uh, to distract the ref while he forearm Breeze off the apron, uh, you know, so, so that uh, Fandango wouldn't have anyone to tag. And he turns around. He eats that spike DDT they've been doing for the win. Uh, post-match, Maverick climbs the top rope while the heels are celebrating. And he does get Birch with a uh, crossbody of, of sorts, but they all end up jumping him. Drake gets thrown to the floor and suplex on top of the uh, commentary table. Not through it, but, like, on top of it, you know. I was going to say, um, I mean, he, 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 yeah, he's kind of light. Yeah, and then Fandango, he does try to even the odds, but he gets beat down. Uh, Dunn Dun throws uh, – he's, like, throwing mad bombs, like, really, like, hard right hands, I should say, when Breeze jumps in. He gets beaten down immediately as well, and he gets tossed onto the commentary table. It just ends with Pat clapping in support. Um, you know, they're, they're basically holding Breeze um, while Pat backs up, and then he punts Breeze in the face. Which I was also not a fan. I mean, it was more on his ribs, but they said his face. And oh, so that's the reason why they're like, oh, we're gonna have someone else hanging over the announce table to, to do the same spot we did to Adam, to Cole. Adam Cole. But okay. now I got friends exactly, and so Pat basically <sighs> retrieves the belts yeah. for the champs. They all stand tall and they talk trash to the camera to end the show. And that was NXT this week. Um, not a lot to sink your teeth into. We did get a new North American champion. We yeah. did get the reveal of Indy Hartwell. Yeah. Um, you know, Prime Target is good because it pours a little uh, gas on this title match, uh, rematch between Ripley and EO next week. Um, and I'm psyched to see Finn Balor's announced next week to address the universe as well. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that Karrion Cross also released another video the other day. So it I did sounds see that. like, yeah. you know. Thing, the, the puzzle pieces we've been missing seem like it, they're coming back home. Well, soon, it it so. could be crazy if, if their timelines are kind of, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, adjacent adjacent to each yeah. other. Yeah, that's the right word. Mm -hmm. That would be insane. Yeah. I, I mean, but the weird, weirder things have lined up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like John Cena returning back to Royal Rumble. He had no business doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, Triple I, H's face says the story, man. Yeah, I, I think the the one that we always talk about, obviously, is like the King of the Ring with with Austin and freaking. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that kind Triple of Triple H and just like certain things that just pro, you know promote just pieces that fell in, into place for other people. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, NXT sounded pretty good. I, like I said, I got to catch uh, most of it. I did see the Indy Hartwell mm -hmm. uh, reveal, but that's the thing. In that first match, that was definitely a guy. In in Johnny's match, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. It, but but like I said, it looked like it could have been. But she uh, is tall, though. I will give Indy that's, that. So. Oh, that's true. But at least you know, I was when I saw it was Indy, I was like, oh yes. But I, I still wanted it to be awesome. You know what I mean? I'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting because I mean, like I said, we haven't seen Bronson on TV since. Austin quote unquote quit, you know, and so I feel oh. like we haven't gotten the other shoe to fall off yet. So whenever that. I guess because so. like I said, Bronson he kind of challenged whoever whoever was going to be holding the title for the North American that's Championship, what, and that's what's trippy is like is Bronson just going to like like just whoop I, I guess, Leon Ruff? <laughs> yeah, well, that, I guess my thing is because you, you remember they're kind of like buddies. Yeah, that's true. you know, but I also wonder like I don't know. It's just weird to think like why couldn't Johnny have won the title at like Takeover Thirty One? And then, like, instead of Halloween Havoc, because I feel like at least then he would have had it for like a month and a half and then lose it. Yeah, to I, I don't know. Rough, they, they, know? They, like, they always like to make fun of these people like like the, you know, Sasha. She's always I mean, except for like her defense this past uh, Smackdown. Yeah. They always made it a point to like accentuate the fact that she can't hold on to a championship. But and, I think that's I mean? what's weird is because that's more of a Vince. That's thing, a and yeah. Vince doesn't really have any fingerprints on. NXT, you know what? Yeah, that's so very that's very much true. That's I think why I'm more curious to see, well, where is this going to go? 
Yeah, you know, especially so. when like you just went through everything in that whole what, what was it the Devil's Playground match yeah. to even mm-hmm. win it just to lose it to fucking Yeah. You, uh, I mean you cracked uh, I mean it was prop but a uh, a uh, Tombstone, Tombstone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Head, and you lost it to Lee and Ruff. That's crazy. He just, so. Yeah, just with with everything he's been through with Damian Priest to get this far, only to like drop it to Leon Ruff. But yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him winning it back next week if like Regal rolls like a, a wheel mm-hmm. for something. I don't know. We'll but. see because that's the thing too. Is I forgot to mention at one point Gargano does try to go back to Regal. And he's like, I'm calm now. Okay, I'm just going to ask him. And he's just like, hey, you know, about earlier, you know, I just think you should really think about, like, turning it over and reversing the decision, you know. And he's just like, well, Johnny, it was your idea. And there's no reason, because it was your idea, there's no reason not or to reverse it. You know what I mean? It's like a if it was my idea or something, yeah, or, or yeah, it, yeah. it's like, but, but, but you wanted to do this. You, you, and you, he admits, I rigged the the wheel. It was supposed to be a joke, and he still you know relents like, I'm not going to change I, I, it. It's and funny, he loses it. <laughs> that, that, that's funny that you even in the beginning had said that it looked like it was some sort of like rig because of the way that his name was written in. Yeah, the only name written in tape. And then the you'll I don't know if you saw the way it spun, but the way it it, it was doing it, it was teeter tottering too much. It was like <laughs> I don't know. That seems like, like by design, man. It, it, it so. seems like it's uh it's bouncing around the limits you set on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that that was the uh, the review for the week, man. Yeah. Cool. Um, again, uh, hopefully your fallout, all that, man. Uh, hopefully we won't have too much to unpack. Well, now that I think about it, I believe uh, what next week will be Survivor Series. Now, obviously, it's the twenty second, right? I so, think so. Yeah, no, I, I think. No, not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, I guess we'll have, we have predictions to go into next week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which hopefully won't be too bad because, you know, that's one thing I noticed with Survivor Series this year. They kind of like – Was it mild? Well, they didn't do like the, okay, now we're going to have a 10-on-10 10 10 tag team. You know what I mean? Like last yeah. time they had the like the 10, you know, the, the five teams on each oh, show. Oh, the tag team. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, they so can't. They don't got tag teams. I was about now, to say, yeah. so now it's a little bit, you know, a little bit trimmed down a little bit where it's yeah. just champion versus champion, which I, I enjoy that, but, you know. Um, you know, with it being the only time they ever fight, even though they've had battleground several times. Yeah, whatever, for real. <laughs> whatever. It's stomping grounds and whatever. But anyways, uh, yeah, was the show. I want to thank you guys again for choosing us in this time of isolation and quarantine madness. You know, I know uh, there's only one way to stop the monotony, and that's to be entertained. And we like to entertain your balls off, man. Uh, this is the Quincy Jones Show. I am Quincy Jones. Go. Feel free to follow us everywhere on social media. That is the, the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, Quincy Jones Show on uh, Twitter, as well as the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. And, uh, you know, sign up everywhere you can go to get Do your that. podcast, man. And that's, uh, you know, iTunes, iTunes Music, iTunes Podcast, uh, whichever you go to look for us, man, as well as uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, CastBox, SoundCloud, and now officially live on True 100 Radio. Go to True 100, uh, True100Radio.com right now. Check us out. Our spot is the 2 p.m. spot every Friday as we drop uh, a new episode every Friday. All you got to do is go to True100.com and, uh, you know, listen. And, you know, you ain't got to press nothing, but sit back, relax, and, uh, you know, go on. It's, just, it's there. Just, man, go, just do it. That's what's do up. Do it. Do, do it, it. Do <laughs> and uh, uh, if again, if you guys are interested in being a guest on the show or possibly interested in uh, you know uh, being uh, you know real supportive towards us with our merch, we do have a Quincy Jones Show T-shirt still. That we do uh, live uh, at this point, uh, ten dollars each. Bluster, you know yeah. what I mean. Hit us up, the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. and once again, do not forget to check out GCF, uh, their official uh, pay per view, I should say, release of November Rain going down tomorrow, uh, November fourteenth. Officially, you can check it out at GCF ticketspice.com backslash November dash rain that's rain r e i g n again 
November Dash Rain. Doc, let them know where to get these tunes. Oh, yeah, man, man. Happily, you guys know what it is. It's that time of the podcast where I let y'all know where you get the best music on this planet. Nah, I'm just playing. No, I'm not. It's the Hip Hop Hybrid. Doc Lesnar, the only one in existence in the worlds of pro wrestling and hip hop. Letting you know, man, if you guys have heard me go on and bark on about my music, then go ahead and check it out. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal. I'm talking about iHeartRadio. I'm talking about Amazon, Google Play, SoundCloud, Pandora, anywhere you stream your music, check me out, man. I got a project coming. This is awesome. I know I've been talking about it and talking about it. It is probably the closest to completion it's been in probably the last year and a half. So I'm really, really proud to bring that to you. Got some dope music. In the meantime, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on IG. Or you can follow me at Doc underscore KJS pod on IG as well, where I do all things and memes that are related to the wrestling world or this damn podcast. And of course, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at I'm Doc Lesnar. In the meantime, thank you for just listening. Thank you for being entertained. And uh, Quincy, I think we got three words for him. I got three words. Top guys out. Out.